Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard coming at you live from the beautiful Mississippi Trademark. We're here for MEC Capital Day. We have transported the Element Wealth Studios right here into the Mississippi Trademark Atrium. We'll be guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music morning rhino howdy howdy remind me again what day is this oh it's friday eve and a beautiful one it is out there again i'm telling you i'm getting that spring fever uh had a a nice walk from the parking lot after parking my vehicle situating it out there around the trademark into the building here that's the way it's supposed to be in march uh hopefully we can start putting the shorts on and enjoying it uh, and at the rate the price of oil is going, I might be walking more frequently. You seen what's going on there? Yeesh. So this morning, in case you're not aware, folks, uh, oil briefly topped the $115 mark. I believe it's up about 25% in terms of the price per barrel uh, over the last 30 days. It's just incredible, and uh, caught an interview yesterday with President Trump early in the morning on Maria Bartiromo's show, and she asked him, she asked President Trump, where do you think this is going, talking about the, the price of, of a barrel of oil? And she said 120 140 150 and he said, and I, I'm not paraphrasing, I'm repeating verbatim what he said, unlimited unlimited she said like two hundred dollars and he just insisted with the refrain unlimited uh... so what we've got going on is is uh... not only a disruption in global oil markets with the situation in in russia it's it, we we've had some although minor impact on the flow of oil there but it's just it's general concern uh, about the headwinds that we face with the geopolitical situation, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. Still have supply chain problems, labor problems. All of these factors are contributing to this uh, precipitous rise in the price of oil. And that's going to start translating, of course, to the pump. This is a political loser, for sure. And what we got out of the president of course, during the State of the Union address two nights ago was you just need to weatherize your home so you don't consume as much energy within your residences, but you got to go buy you an electric vehicle. you got to just wean yourself off right now. 
Go do it. That's the deal. And we're going to give you a tax credit for that purpose. It truly is unbelievable how tone deaf he is about economic matters and economic principles. <laughs> My favorite uh, business show is Cudlow. Comes on every day at 3 o'clock. Larry Cudlow, the great Larry Cudlow, worked in the Trump administration, also in the Reagan administration. <laughs> yesterday he made a statement, and I think somebody sent us in, uh, sent this in to us yesterday, uh, Rhino, on the, um, the ceasefire tax line. But anyhow, he said, you know what the difference is between a dollar and a ruble? The ruble having plummeted to uh, just a shade above being worthless. What's the difference between an American dollar and a ruble? A dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it just seems like he he is just totally brain dead or tone deaf about these situations. He doubled down also, you should know, on raising taxes and he he, he comes out once again with this this narrative that there are fifty fortune companies that generated forty billion dollars in net income and paid no income taxes. But he fails to to include the context. They made they made forty billion dollars from a, a, what's called a gap uh, accounting statement preparation perspective, gap principles, generally accepted accounting principles. But for tax purposes, there are uh, provisions that allow pull through of, of capital expenses, plant and equipment, that you can expense the entire amount in the year of purchase. And of course, you can also carry over prior losses, net operating losses. And when you add those up, that substantially reduces a corporation's tax liability. And it all, all it really does is defer it. It pulls those expenses forward, depreciation, which for gap purposes, you've got to spread out over the life of the asset. You buy a piece of equipment, it's going to last you 10 years, it paid $10,000, you get to deduct an expense $1,000 a year. But under uh, the present tax laws, you get to expense the entire 10000 in the year of purchase. But in the, in the subsequent years, two through uh, two through ten, you get no deduction. So you're just you're not really saving income taxes. You're just deferring them from a corporate perspective. But but let's look at this from well, what kind of money would that generate? We're talking about forty billion dollars at a at a fifteen percent minimum fifteen percent tax rate on corporations. That's what he seeks. Well, that's six billion dollars, and I'm not saying that's nothing. But in a four and a half trillion dollar budget, that's about 0.12%. 0.12%. Like, okay, yeah, we can do a lot with that. We have more fraud, waste, and abuse in a couple of hours in the federal government than that. But the way he tells that in front of the nation over and over and over again, Elizabeth Warren and all those anti-capitalist members of Congress, is that, oh, yeah, if we just did that, economic bliss would break out. We'd solve all our problems by collecting that $6 billion. Um, and not that those corporations aren't going to figure out a way to cut costs elsewhere, pass that on to consumers. It's really no net economic gain. But this is a person who simply doesn't understand the fundamentals. But I will say this. I saw another, I saw another representative of the agricultural community, and I know we have lots of folks that listen to us, uh, Rhino, that uh, that obviously know a lot about this, but this there's warnings about the rise in the price of fertilizer and the inputs 
in the ingredients that are used to make fertilizer and then other materials used in production of um, our, our food. And, and this individual who's uh, like the president, I can't remember his name, I apologize for that, I caught it just the end of the tail end of the interview. He predicted, he, he serves as like the head of some of these associations in the agricultural commu community. He predicted an average increase in Americans' grocery bill to be $1,000 a month. He's, he was issuing very stark warnings about how all, how all this uh, geopolitical uh, strife and, and just other economic issues are affecting the price to produce the food we consume and uh, really issued a very dire warning about that. I, I got to tell you, I, I took, was taken aback when I heard that $1,000. People can't afford that. But the president didn't say anything about that. It's like, did you not go talk to people in this industry that know about this? So I'm hearing that, there's, that we can expect, and they're already seeing a, an incredible rise in the price of nitrate, fertilizer, potash, and, and other materials used in, in, the, in, the, in the farming, in the agricultural development process. This is concerning, and this is also a political loser. Apparently, Rhino, we, we import like sunflowers, I think, and, and there's, there are components of the sunflower that are used in the production of these fertilizers. A lot of that comes from Ukraine. And then Russia is a giant wheat producer as well. So this just kind of the, the nature of global markets and the global economy. Is there a way for us to wean this country off of uh, importing those products? I don't know. That's, that's something I haven't looked into. I have researched that with respect to oil and gas, and the solution to that problem lies under our feet. We just got a president and a party in charge that won't let us exploit the abundance of the natural resources under the ground in the form of uh, energy, fossil fuels that uh, the good Lord bestowed upon this country, which is insane. Malcolm from Tishomingo on the ceasefire text line says Tuesday afternoon, $3.27. Wednesday morning, $3.39. Talking about a gallon of gas. Wednesday afternoon, $3.57. Diesel, $4.09. That's the Shell and Iuka. Tax code. Um, promotes job creation. That's how America works. Huge companies create jobs and commerce which produce trillions in taxes for the U.S. government. This is America. We reward job creation. Totally agree. Well said. Amen. It is time for a break here on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios at the Mississippi Trademark for the MEC Capital Day. Dr. Jay Allen, president of Itawamba Community College, coming up next. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 53. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap for you. Partly sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. 
Why don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleEase can help. How can they help? PeopleEase can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting PeopleLease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting PeopleLease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with PeopleLease. Let PeopleLease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Pillium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pillium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pillium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pillium.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. back everyone midday super talk mississippi gerard gibbert down at the mississippi trademark for mec's capital day we have transported the element wealth studios down here to the atrium of the mississippi trademark joining us now dr jay allen the president of itawamba community college jay it's good to see you sir gerard, thanks for coming on you. yeah this is a this is a great facility to Absolutely. start up, isn't it? Though, yeah, it's great. And yeah. I love the fact that y'all relocated here for the day. Exactly, I, I think it's perfect for it events like this. It's Absolutely. a great size, it's very comfortable, and and we got a big crowd in there. Good crowd, uh, yeah. And this is unique, uh, Jay, in that we we cut, we bring together the business community, uh, our state elected leaders, the education community. 
Uh, this is how we can get business done, as we say, so we can make the state better. That's what it's all about. Great networking opportunity, really an opportunity to build those relationships where we can partner together and move the needle for the state of Mississippi. MEC, uh, Scott Waller and his team, they do a great job, job with this, don't they? That's right. They do. Yeah. They do. And got a great board. Uh, General Leon Collins, of course, yes. serving, serving as the chair, going to be on the program later. Uh, what are you looking to get accomplished, Jeff, while you're here? Well, you know, we shared today our educational attainment goal, and um, and really even more important just than that goal is the fact that the uh, Woodward Hines Education Foundation put up, not just have they been supportive all the way through the creation of the attainment goal through the Education Achievement Council, but they put up a million dollars over four years, um, and MEC won that grant opportunity, and they will provide the leadership for us to help the state move forward to reach our goal of 55%. We call it a Sent to 55 percent is a 55 percent attainment goal of adults 25 to 64 earning a credential of value post high school graduation. Okay, and um, then we'll be at 60 percent by 2035 is our goal. Now this is a this is really a huge goal. This is not easy. Uh, Jim Jim uh, McHale from Woodward Hines calls it our North Star, and it is going to be a challenge, and it will take all of us to make it work. North Star, that's good. That's, yeah. that's a good way to label it. Totally agree. So. You know, the, the thing, uh, Dr. Allen, that, that we hear a lot from Mississippians is that we've got great young talent. We get them in our schools. We have fantastic community colleges, fantastic four-year universities. We, uh, we train them up. We educate them. And all too often, there's just not a place for them to go, and they exit the state, the so-called brain drain. That's right. It, it's, it's real. It is a concern. And this is why we've got to continue to prop up our economy to create those opportunities. Well, and, and that's a great point, Gerard. And please call me Jay. Yes, sir. Um, we had, in our efforts, the Attainment Goal Task Force that um, I chair the Education Achievement Council for the state. Um, just one of those things, I missed the wrong meeting and I got appointed to chair. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, sir. And so, but it has been such a blessing, both professionally and personally, to get to work and appoint the Attainment Goal Task Force and work with them on this effort. And so we set seven initiatives, and we think this really kind of brings it home for everybody. And I think it speaks to our industry partners, our economic development uh, partners, Chamber of Commerce, and our educators. And the the first one is the number increase the number of Mississippi adults with the credentials of value. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Obviously, we have to do that. But secondly, we got to get adults with credentials of value to stay in Mississippi and stop that brain drain yeah. that we all talk about. Yeah. But I'm going to add a new one, and that's increasing brain game, and that's attracting adults with a credential of value or the willingness to earn one to move to Mississippi. We've sure. got to get them to locate here, be a part of our workforce, and a part of our educational attainment goal. Absolutely. And then increasing the number of jobs requiring a credential of value. We know that that's going to grow simply as automation occurs in manufacturing sure. and technology grows and so in every job we know that will occur close ethnic and gender gaps of individuals with credential of value including socioeconomic status we know we have gaps both based on race and gender and socioeconomic and we've got to close those gaps because we can't do this with one group of Mississippians sure. it's going to take us all and then develop ways to show how increasing the attainment uh, goal will benefit Mississippi not cost us um, any investment made I believe will return many many fold and then the last is create a culture that values a credential of value values education yeah and that they see the play the point that will play in the uh, prosperity of their life yeah you know, Jay, I, I've had this opinion that uh, in some circles maybe is considered radical, but I, I believe that we are 
gradually, albeit somewhat slowly, transitioning away from sort of the traditional linear degree, right. more, more towards the sorts of skills and certifications and, and specializations that we really need for the jobs of the future. Yeah. Do you see that happening? I do, and, and Gerard, I've seen this happen for a, a, quite a while in my 25 or so years of community college experience. We we still see students that come right out of high school and, and, and enter to the degree field. They're, they're going into either a career technical program or an associate's degree to move on to a university, we're going to continue to see that. Sure. But what we also see is many more adults coming back for what I'm going to call retooling. Yeah. Um, and they are no longer perhaps happy in their career field. The career field's changed. And they want to reskill so that they can chase a new career field. Yeah. Um, tremendous earning potential to do that. And our goal is to make it as easy as possible and as affordable as possible for them to come back to the educational setting and do that. Speed is an issue. We cannot take two years to get them back to that credential. So creating more and more short-term pathways are important so that we can get people in and out straight back to the workforce. And we're going to have to do a better job of that. That makes perfect sense. Um, and I, I think the rate at which we continue uh, to acquire new knowledge, yes. <laughs> just not just new content, new volume of content, but we keep discovering more facts. You can't just graduate these days and say, well, I'm done learning. In fact, you're just starting. It's the reality. Absolutely. Lifelong learning. And you know from your past career field, just think of what you knew when you started that business and the technology change. It was technology business, sure. but the technology change, both capabilities and challenges, yes. were enormous over that period of time. And and that's what we all face um, career-wise. And the, the volume of information grows at an exponential rate. So we're going to have to be lifelong learners. I think in the vein of what we were talking about, we will see people coming back. They will get a credential of value, yep. training in a particular area. They will come back again, and they will add to that. They will begin yeah. to stack time after sure. time to stay current and or to perhaps change streams a little bit. And it truly does transcend all industries. It's not unique to just the technology industry. No. And I, I'm fully aware you're aware of that. But it's everybody in every industry. We're all being disrupted with this. That's correct. We all got to stay current. This is an opportunity for the education industry, is it not? Absolutely it is. It's a chance for us to think bigger and better. Um, you know, as a community college president, I try to tour um, industry once a month. COVID shut that down for a yeah. while, but we're back. And I toured a, a, a manufacturer recently just to see, because I'd already toured them once before, to yeah. see the, the automation they've added in the last year. Unbelievable yeah. impact. So now it's not that they're not necessarily needing less employees, but they need employees with a different skill set. Right. And those are requiring really ultimately a credential of value. And so we have to be able to provide that and keep up. But we've also got to keep in mind they don't always have the money. They don't always have the time. Yeah. So how do we bridge that gap? And we'll need our state to assist us in doing that. I think there's sort of a, a, a common concern, Jay, that well, automation is, is uh, sort of killing these jobs, cannibalizing sure. some of these jobs. Well, if your job is in incredibly repetitive yes. and it, it is, it is uh, sort of subject uh, to automation, you should be concerned. There's, it's opening up, uh, new doors are being opening up for new jobs, new roles, new occupations. And they're higher paying. And they're higher paying. So the idea is you gotta, you got to uh, increase your skill set. Well, and, and I, last week I toured Stanley Black & Decker, used to be MTD there in, in Verona, Mississippi. And, yeah. and what they've done is remove so many of the repetitive tasks and also the very um, damaging to your back task yeah, of taking an, a, a lawnmower and flipping it back over. And so there's there's 
automation that does that and it really removes you from the situation of hurting yourself in that work environment where you're doing that a thousand times a day. Let's we say. need people designing those those t technical tools to, to perform those duties is really what we well, need. And, and it's expensive for the community colleges. We um, luckily had some grant dollars through the state for the Workforce Cares Act funds and we were able to buy some AGVs or ACVs and these are auto autonomous vehicles that run around um, the, the, a plant, a manufacturing plant. We bought the same ones at Toyota used because we're an industry partner with Toyota. And so we bought these small devices. They're kind of like the media carts you might yeah. remember in your school days. Yeah. Well, it's about that size, but it's what you put on top of it that's so important. Sure. And I've seen it in the Toyota plants. It's delivering parts to different parts of the plant all throughout the day. And if you get in the way, it stops. And it's not necessarily following <laughs> tape on the floor. It's following either GPS points yep. or it's been coded yep. exactly where to go. It knows to stop and wait in a holding area <laughs> for the last one to get out of the way. And it pulls up and it, it automatically changes parts from that cart over to a holding area for the staff member to then put on the car. And it, it, it knows when to go back to recharge. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Well, uh, one of my customers uh, was in the manufacturing robotics business, uh, Omron. And they, they yep. installed much of the robotics in the Continental Tire Factory. Yes. And that was actually considered a breakthrough yes. when those mobile uh, robots determined when they needed to charge and they'd go roll themselves into the charging cradle and That's the right. new one would come, come out. out. That was actually a big breakthrough. And, you know, and so for us, we have to have that piece of equipment. We have, I think, six of those. And then we have to be able to train our students to code them, repair yeah, them, modify awesome. them, so many of those pieces. Well, uh, before we go here, Jay, I just want to tell you, sir, that I, I applaud you for taking the time to get out in the trenches, if you will, and, and making these tours, getting to know these companies, understanding what their needs are, un understanding uh, what's changed in that world so you can adapt your Absolutely. education. Because we have to plan ahead. We can't do it overnight. You got it. Appreciate it. Dr. Jay, Allen, president of Itawama Community Colleges, has been our guest here on Middays. We're down at the Mississippi Trademark, the Element Well Studios. We'll be back with Secretary of State Michael Watson. Stay with us. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve, and you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. Jenny King, the king of Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. This is a whole new me, almost. You know? And of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. And then the whole, it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. 
Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Past Christiane is now the first city on the coast to opt out of the state's medical marijuana program. The Board of Aldermen decided Tuesday to opt out of the cultivation, processing, and sale or distribution of medical cannabis. They say it's too early to opt in. City leaders expressed a desire to see how other cities deal with all the issues associated with the program before taking part. Now, city leaders in Ridgeland are also opting out. Their decision means there won't be any facilities for growing or selling in the city for now. A provision in the legislation allows counties and municipalities to opt out within three months of when the bill became law, February 2nd. If voters disagree, they can petition their city to put the question on a ballot. Residents with valid prescriptions would still be able to buy and use medical cannabis once it's made available in other cities that are opting in. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Hello here. Look, we all know this. Increasing your ACT score could save you thousands of dollars in college tuition. The Jumpstart Test Prep Online Review has helped thousands of students improve their scores, and they can help you too. JumpstartTestPrep.com reviews all the must-know contents and provides the tips, the strategies, and timed practices you need. Purchase the entire review or just the subjects you need the most help with at JumpstartTestPrep.com. Use promo code JUMP, J-U-M-P, at the checkout to save 30% on your purchase. JumpstartTestPrep.com. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. 
Mornings with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. We are down at the Mississippi Trademark for MEC's Capital Day. We've moved the Element Well Studios down here to the Mississippi Trademark Atrium. Lots of people down here, Rhino. Uh, caught a bit of Speaker of the House Philip Gunn's remarks this morning before he had to skirt off. We're, by the way, we're still waiting for Michael Watson to join us. We were informed he's, he's going to be a little late, going to join us in the middle of the segment, just giving you an update there. But, of course, the, the Secretary of State uh, focused on his uh, marquee legislation, and that is the elimination of the income tax. And so something that I need to share with you guys I, I thought was uh, uh, a, a little surprising is that the speaker ran through a list of, of those organizations that support the House plan to fully eliminate uh, the income tax. And he noted that MEC is not on that list. He's actually from the stage here at MEC Capital Day. He made a reference to that, and he called on them to get on board. Also talked about Grover Norquist, who you guys know has been a, a uh, guest on the program, including last week. So just wanted to pass that on. We'll talk more about that as the program uh, unfolds. But right now, joining us in the chair here at the Element Well Studios from the Mississippi Trademark, the Mississippi Secretary of State, Michael Watson, running around there, Mr. Secretary. It's a busy day, isn't it? Fresh off the platform, uh, visiting <laughs> with our business leaders here in the state, which is always fun for us. But, yeah, definitely busy. And, and as you know, legislative session's in high gear. We had a, a deadline day this week, which is the big deadline day yeah. uh, with, with houses, uh, our bills originating in the, in the other house coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, so we, we had some activity over there that we were watching. Obviously, elections is a focus of ours. And so we had uh, House Bill 1510 that you and I have talked about. And, and let me just pause real quick and say yeah. a, a big thank you uh, to, to Speaker Gunn. Uh, that, that bill had some issues in the House. We were able to get it corrected and fixed and sent out of the House down to the Senate. Uh, and it dealt with three things. Very, very. I want people to understand this. Uh, voter roll maintenance, making sure that our, our rolls were clean, uh, making sure that only United States citizens are voting in our elections. And then the third part was the election support fund. And so for, for people to understand, when you have an out-of-state LLC, they pay $250 every year to renew their their uh, registration. Yeah. That do Those dollars go into a pot. It's called the election support fund to help our counties and the, the state in general to run elections. That's what it's supposed to be for. Right. With the current breakdown, 50% of that goes to the counties. The other 50% goes to general funds, not elections. So we're trying to restructure that. Okay. Where 70% will go to the counties. 30% will go to our office. For, right? That's what it's for, right? That's what it's for. 30% will go to our office. And, and if you think about the need for additional funds, let's, let's, let's talk about cybersecurity for just one second. Sure. I, th I think I don't even have the same thing else. Right. It's a huge issue that will yes. continue, so we got to have funding. Well, okay, so those are the three things. you got voter roll maintenance. you got citizenship, making sure the only United States citizens are running our elections. And you got election support fund. That's how it came out of the House. Right. Fundamental election integrity legislation, period. You get to the Senate. Federal maintenance is stripped out. It's no longer in the Saw bill. that. Citizenship is watered down 
to where it's barely recognizable. And the election support fund is ripped out as well. So we've got basically a shell of what it used to be. And, and Jordan, I want to be very clear here. On voter roll maintenance, this is what we did. We codified current practice in Mississippi. Nothing new, nothing crazy, nothing wild. Okay. Current practice in Mississippi that's based on the NVRA, National Voter Rights, 1993 federal legislation. And it codifies that. And people say, well, Michael, if you're just codifying that, what, what does that mean? If you don't understand the attack on elections at the federal level right now, you've been living under a rock. Yeah, absolutely. So Mississippi has to have that codified so we have something to stand on to challenge whatever comes from the federal government. That's important. That's ripped out. Gone. Please explain to me the rationale for that. What do you know? Have you talked to the senators? Have you talked to the lieutenant governor? What are they telling me? Why is there such a difference in the, in the uh, um, position on this from the House and the Senate? There's no answer. And I want to remind you, rural maintenance passed out of the Senate yeah, last year. I do remember. So yep. we had to get the House on board. Well, we got the House on board. Yep. The House sends it back, and now it's ripped out in the Senate. So there is no explanation. Nobody, nobody no explanation. in that chamber has explained to you the there's rationale. No, there's no factual dispute. Everybody understands what this is. And there's no policy debate of whether or not this is needed. If you, if you don't have a defense mechanism in statute, because this is a state's issue. States should be determining how their elections are handled. Sure. It should be in statute. That's right. all we're trying to do. Right. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Well, and, of course, we've got a federal government that wants the federal government to control every last aspect of that. That's exactly right. They can't get their policies through. So how do we get them done? Right. Well, we change election law. That's what we do to get our people elected. So yeah, it's pretty clear as what's going on. Well, um, I, I sense some frustration. I too feel a bit of frustration just because I, I'd like to know the rationale. I think I think that the people are entitled, and you, sir, as the Secretary of State, is having this as a major objective of uh, your agency. You ought to know. We've worked on this for three years. I am incredibly frustrated. If you can't get fundamental, basic election integrity legislation passed in a supermajority Republican legislature, Agree. something's wrong. Agree. And, and our lieutenant governor, coming from the Secretary of State, uh, he, he understands that, of course, and he championed voter ID in this state. And so I, I'm, I'm just wondering why we're falling short here. So, I, I, you know, I, I hesitate, and I certainly don't want to appear to sound uh, critical or, or in, in any way condemning. Just want an explanation. That's all. This is a softball. Yeah, seems like it. Period. Yeah. To, I mean, on the surface, it does. May, now, again, maybe there's something that that uh, I don't know about. You should know about it, though. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and you represent us in this regard. Yeah, and we, we actually sat down uh, with, with House Democratic leadership and walked through the bill. Now, do they love it? Of course right. not. That's, that's, right. a, that's a tough issue for them. I get sure. it. Sure. But they, they voted no and just, Okay. It's going to pass, so we just go ahead. So even they understand it. They may not like it, but they understand what we're doing. There's no tricks. There are no tricks. It is, it is fundamental, and we can't get that through the Senate. Something's wrong. I'm scratching my head on that one, honestly, and um, i I got to tell you, I know we talk about it every time we're on. I think it bears repeating. Please tell our audience about these crazy people that are registered on our voter rolls that are like 150 years old. <laughs> That's right. that again. So federal maintenance, and this is why it's important. Uh, when we came in, there were 43 
of our 82 counties that had 90% uh, or more of the voting age population on the registered voter rolls. Seven of those 43 had 100% or more of the voting age population on the voter rolls, with the worst offender being 107%. And so, as you and I have talked, let's give a hard example of, of what that means. Right. And I, I, let me preface this. We do not have universal vote by mail right. in Mississippi. But it's important to use that as an example of why this is important. Exactly. Should the federal government push that on us? Yes. So if you've got this county with 107%, what you should break that down is, okay, I've got a county X. County X has 100 people. But the registered voter rolls say County X has 107 people. Right. So you've got seven additional ballots that are going to be sent out in mailboxes. And as you know, we like to help people here in Mississippi. We're helpful folks. So if Sally knows that Larry right. passed away, but Larry still has a ballot in his mailbox, Sally can go vote for Larry. And it's absolutely hard to catch that because he was a registered voter. And the accompanying ballot harvesting, which is That's exactly unbelievably right. as it as it may be, is encouraged by uh, the is, Democrats. They want to put it in law. That's as right. As a matter of fact. So having clean voter rolls is paramount. It's, it's so yeah, it's important. Starting point. And, and I I don't care if you're for tax cuts against tax cuts. Yes. If you're for public education against public education, if your policy doesn't matter if you can't have free, fair, safe, and secure elections. Because you'll just change the election next time and get somebody in to change the policy. That's exactly right. It is Completely foundational, agree. fundamental, something we've got to address. Well, I apologize for asking you to share those examples every time you come on, but I think it's important because I, I think it illustrates just how needed these policies are, this, these statutes are. You're absolutely right. And one of the things that we have tried to do and will continue to do is educate the public on the process. Knowledge is power. And when you understand how it's supposed to work based on statute and law, you can enter debates and talk about public policy and sure. what we need to do as a state. So sure. as we go around the state, we always try to educate individuals, understanding yeah. what the issue is, why is it important, how do we need to change it. Well, you know, my concern, I know it's yours as well, is that uh, if we don't get something in writing in our statutes, should the federal government push through and ram through all this radical voting rights legislation that, that, uh, that even the president talked about in the State of the Union address. Get that done now. My concern is is that it dilutes our case. And I'm not a lawyer, but it seems no like case. it dilutes it because, right, we don't have any case. That's right. There are times when you must be preventative. This is one of them. It, it makes total sense to me, and, and I'm, I'm concerned that we can't seem to get this over the finish line. It just seems like a no-brainer, a softball, as you described it, Mr. Secretary. We'll Secretary. keep talking about it. Secretary of State Michael Watson has been our guest here on Middays. We appreciate you joining us. We're down at the uh, Mississippi Trademark, the Element Well Studios right here in the Mississippi Trademark Atrium. We'll come back with more after this break. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. 
wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future. Our staff is ready to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with pre-credit select models. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton, was up 111 to 119.67. July cotton was up 97 to 116.05. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were up 10 and 3 quarters to 1673 and 3 quarters per bushel. July soybeans were up 8 and 3 quarters to 1642 and 3 quarters per bushel. May corn was up 13 and a half to 7.38 and a half per bushel. July corn was up five and a quarter to 6.99 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was down 115 to 138.95. June live cattle was down 102 to 135.47. April feeders down 117 to 161.82. May feeders down 125 to 166.75. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 17 points, 33,873. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
all the folks in the Capital City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we are broadcasting live from the mississippi trademark it's mec's capital day we've got the element well studio set up right in the trademark atrium come on down and see us if you will lots of text rolling in on the ceasefire text line I appreciate everyone for engaging with us today big crowds lots of folks rolling in uh, for mec capital day and joining us now kathy North northington she's the coo of the Mississippi Economic Council. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us here on Middays. I am happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. It's a, it's a big day, a great day. It's so good to get everybody back together. And this may be, honestly, um, this event and Hobnob may be my favorite so-called political events of the year because we get the engine of our economy together along with our elected leaders and they they need to talk more they need to integrate more they need to be discussing how we move our state forward that's what we've been doing today and this is just a, a great event to get that done oh it's amazing you were talking about us being right here your your station being right here in the middle in the atrium and you can the buzz yeah. you can hear it in the background and you can see all these these movers and shakers getting things done energy the energy, energy level is high energy is amazing yeah. here it's good to, it's good to see so um, i know you guys it's a lot of work to put this on yes <laughs> it is i mean think about it inviting like a thousand of your 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 best friends that you've talked <laughs> to for the past you know 6 or 7 months and you're going to have this big party in january and you yeah. don't have it and then here we are, so we're excited. And you've got uh, obviously all the all the the who's who of Mississippi business. Uh, not only do they come out, but uh, they they play a part in sponsoring the event, and that's just good to see. We we just have so many great businesses uh, within our state. Uh, they rely quite a bit on the MEC to serve as their voice and and the direct uh, conduit. Uh, to our state government. I mean, these folks are there in the trenches doing their work and, and serving Mississippians and, and beyond every day. Uh, and they express uh, what they want to see get done in our state government. And you guys are the voice there. And we and we try to listen to them. We do we do road shows around the state of Mississippi, and we go to these communities and we listen to them. And we are hearing what the issue, the things that they're proud about in their communities, the things they want help with. And we take all that information, we pile it up, and we share it with those that need to be shared. And we use best practices. And I was talking to somebody earlier, and they said, you know, this is like our. Um, our best kept secret and I was like why does it have to be a secret <laughs> yeah it shouldn't be a secret <laughs> yeah we're doing some great stuff in Mississippi and we want to share it and yes. we want to share it across the state and yeah we're proud of it absolutely we have a great story to tell I often say we just don't tell it enough you know we got to get out there and tell it more and I think we're starting to figure that out we need we need to uh, 
kind of poke our chest out and roll our shoulders back and be proud. It's, it's amazing. I was telling somebody earlier, it's like, Kathy, are you from here? And I was like, yes, I grew up here, but I moved to Los Angeles when I was in the sixth summer going to the sixth grade. Okay. And I said, I got moved back to Mississippi in 1997. And I said, when they highlight California and they show the palm trees and the Hollywood sign, they don't tell you about the smog yeah. that's there. Yeah. They don't tell the you. The traffic. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you that there's mold on a Hollywood sign. Yeah. So we need to talk about how good the sweet tea is, yeah. how good the people are. Uh, here in the state of Mississippi and how we want to lift each other up and build this state, our state, that we're yeah, proud of. Uh, Kathy, you know, uh, the, we certainly, we're facing lots of, uh, of, of headwinds, not just uh, in our country, in our state, from an economic perspective, but globally as well. But you still sense a lot of optimism coming out of Mississippi. Yes, you do. And we, because you see things changing. And, you know, my, my grandmother say more things change than more they stay the same. And we just kept, kept reinvented. And, I mean, we were the foundation, our grandmothers, we sat on a porch and our neighbors were, you know, gave us lessons and on the stoops. And so we have not only the knowledge here, but the heart. And those two things together, I mean, you can't beat us. We just have to know that we have that heart. And I believe our most precious asset is our people. Oh, my goodness. Governor Barber said that years ago, and I say that all the time, and we need to capitalize on our people, our diverse group of people. You can go. He's like, why did you move back to Mississippi? I was like, I can go to the Delta, or I can go to the coast, or I can go to North Mississippi, East Central, and all of it is different. Yeah. The culture is different. The people are different, but they all love Mississippi. We have that as a common bond. Uh, our, our colleague at Supertalk, Steve A. Azar is a great ambassador for our state, and he talks about that a lot, and he, he makes his home up there in the Mississippi Delta. Uh, the other thing we should be proud of and, and, and truly highlight, this is truly a diverse state. It is. Uh, we have a diverse culture, and we all get along and work together. You do. You just have to be intentional and make it happen. And they said, Kathy, how long have you been at MEC? And yeah. I said, 18 years. And they said, how? And I said, why not? I exactly. Kathy Northington has been our guest, the COO of the Mississippi Economic Council. Appreciate you coming on, Kathy. Thank Congrats you. Great event. Thank you. We'll step aside for a break right here. We've got Auditor Shad White coming up. It's Mississippi, the Mississippi Economic Council's MEC Capital Day, live from the Mississippi Trademark. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. There are more talks today about ending the fighting in Ukraine. That fighting and airstrikes have intensified today, and the United Nations reports more than a million refugees leaving the country since Russia invaded. The refugee challenge, such as it is, is now a European challenge, not just one that affects border countries like Poland, where a half a million or more of those refugees have come to so far. It's where do you go next? For example, these buses bring some of the refugees to Italy. Fox's column McShane in Pashemishal, Poland. 
The threat of a boycott over the war has athletes kicked out of the Paralympics. One day after the International Paralympic Committee said it would allow athletes from Russia and Belarus to take part in the 13th Winter Paralympics set to begin tomorrow in Beijing, but only as neutral athletes, decision was made to keep these athletes out of the games. The IPC unable to ignore Paralympians from other countries in the athletes' village in Beijing who threatened to withdraw. Fox's Jared Max, America's listening to Fox News. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's the fourth largest industry in our state, supplying over 100,000 jobs, and tourism is booming. Mississippi hosted more than 23 million visitors last year and ranked first in the country for tourism recovery during the pandemic. Visitors spent over $6 billion in local economies in 2021. That's 19% more than in 2020. The head of the Federal Reserve says interest rates will be going up this month. Fox's Jenny Casola reports. Fed Chair Jerome Powell tells Congress the central bank intends to raise interest rates at the end of its two-day meeting March 16th, despite uncertainties caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Powell says inflation is well above 2% and the labor market is strong. He also expects inflation to decline over the course of the year, pulled down as supply constraints ease and demand moderates. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Jackson State head football coach Deion Sanders recently said that the NCAA will eventually be forced to change rules surrounding the transfer portal. Here's what Coach Prime told Barstool Sports. In the portal now, man, it's, it's, it's free agency. I feel bad for high school kids because we're only taking like four to five high school kids this year. They're getting a short end of the stick. Yeah. The NCAA is going to have to come in and say, we got to increase the scholarship for high school kids because why would you take the chance when you already have 
a plethora of kids that's already been to college, made the adjustment, and you know what's wrong with them or you know what's right with them, and you rather go there. Southern Miss has released their football schedule, and it looks as if the university is dead set on playing in the Sun Belt this year. The Golden Eagles will kick off their season against head coach Hugh Freeze and Liberty on September 3rd. To view the entire schedule, log on to supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers every day at 5. Speaking of Ford, it's Ford Truck Month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. These deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone midday super talk mississippi gerard gibbard down at the mississippi trademark we are at mec capital day from the element well studios joining us now on the set down here at the trademark is the state auditor of the state of mississippi shad white How mr doing, auditor thanks for coming on yes, sir. sir thank All, you for having me I appreciate yes it. sir always a, a pleasure you know I, I texted you a few weeks ago and said, I, I'd like to see the state auditor become the Maytag repairman where you don't have so much to do. <laughs> Loneliest every, man in the world. Exactly. But every day. I got lots day. of friends, Gerard, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've made lots of friends these last couple of years. And every day, it's another report yeah. of, of somebody doing something dumb that is uh, defrauding the taxpayers, stealing taxpayer money. This ain't hard. I mean, it's pretty easy. Just be honest. Do what you're supposed to do. Yep. It's all prescribed in statute and regulations and rules and policies. What do you think you're doing here? I mean, it's a serious question. Yep. I, I, you got to scratch your head when you see some of this stuff, and your staff. I, mean, I do. They're the ones that I do. So, I'll tell you one thinking? big general conclusion that I've had, uh, I've, I've taken away from the last two or three years, is that a lot of people... Uh, get into government service, run for office for the right reasons, but you clearly have some people who get into public office for the perks. 
you know, their whole goal is to get as much for themselves out of it as possible. And they get to swan about and they get to do their thing. And, and you know, ultimately a lot of those people end up not getting as much as they want personally out of it, so yeah. they steal a little bit. Uh, for me, this is about service. You know, I, my dad is an oil field pumper, but he taught me from a very early age because he served in the board of aldermen of our little bitty town of 700 people in his spare time. You have a duty, son, to do something for your community. And so for me, that's why I served in the military and the National Guard. It's why I serve in this job. This is about service. It's not about the perks. And you see some subset of people out there, this is about the perks for them. It's an interesting point. It's counterintuitive, and it's the complete antithesis of the concept of public service. Yes. If you want to go make a whole lot of money, go do something else. Yes, And correct. do it legitimately, yeah. and the market will determine your economic fate. Uh, don't go into public service and say, well, I'm going to figure out how I can get my, my greasy palms on money that's right. and assets to which I'm not entitled that belong to the taxpayers. And that's what we see. It's like... It's, it's almost like um, taking the easy way out, yes. if you think about it. it yep. It's hard to produce societal value in such a way that you can make the kind of money they're looking to make. You, gotta, you, you can't be lazy, let's put it that way. Right. You That's can right. be lazy and commit these kinds of uh, illegal acts and, and be enriched. That's right. It, and it's frustrating to watch, too. I mean, we see it all the way from multi-million dollar investigations down to somebody stealing a TV, as we saw last week yeah. in, in the Hines County Election Commission. So we see it, you know, and it runs the gamut from big dollar to small dollar. But every time it just breaks your heart that this is happening and, and ultimately the victims are the taxpayers. The Election Commission story, I think, is fascinating. And, and we can get a little bit into that yeah, if you would please. like to. Yes. So, Folks may have heard of Mark Zuckerberg. He's a, a fantastically wealthy man, largest, one of the largest CEOs in the company because he runs Facebook, CEO of Facebook. Zuckerberg, back in 2020, decided that he was going to give millions and millions of dollars to this nonprofit called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. That nonprofit, big national nonprofit, then gave $350 million to elections offices around the country and believe it or not some of that money made its way here into Mississippi. Uh, Molly Hemingway is a reporter. She's done yes. some interesting reporting on this. She's found that a lot of that money, most of that money ended up going to blue elections offices, Democrat okay. elections offices, okay. and she's also found that some of that money went to pay for advocate salaries, basically, in some of these offices. Okay. So putting that aside, that's obviously a clear problem yeah. with the 2020 election. Putting yeah. that aside, we found here in Mississippi, in Hines County specifically, they got some of this Zuckerberg money, and they bought two 85-inch screen TVs uh, from Samsung. They bought some PPE. And, and, of course, that stuff never made it into the elections office. It was taken by one of the election commissioners and one of her friends. On top of that, on top of that, because that wasn't enough apparently, the elections commissioner worked with another guy who had a movie and film production business. They got this guy a contract to do voting machine audits, a contract to clean for COVID, they said, to do COVID testing. And, of course, he starts submitting invoices, gets paid a ton of money, never did the work. Another person she partnered with, she had a hair and fashion design company. She also got a contract to do COVID cleaning because that makes sense, right? She submits invoices. They're false. She gets paid tons and tons of money. So ultimately, we look at all this. We arrested the three of them. The loss to uh, the taxpayers is over $200,000 in this case. And uh, it breaks your heart that this is happening in Mississippi, but we yes. are dedicated to putting a stop to this because it's important, and it sends the message that somebody is watching, whether it's an elections office or, or you know your municipal office, whatever it may be. We are out there looking every day.
Uh, Mr. Auditor, can you share with us the the, the procedure, sort of the the um, the policies in your office with respect to when your field workers are conducting these audits yep. and they discover something that uh, obviously uh, looks like fraud yep. and, and is is not consistent with um, um, the, the integrity of spending taxpayer money. How does that work? Do they then advise uh, their manager and ultimately does that come into your office? That's right. So if we're doing a routine audit and we see something that looks bad, uh, the routine auditor who's out there, they will forward that to their manager. They then send that info typically to me and then uh, we talk about it with the investigations division inside the auditor's office. Those are the men and women who uh, have been to the law enforcement academy, they, they carry guns on their hips, they have badges, they dig into cases to see if there's criminal activity. So for them, they'll look at it and they'll make the final determination, okay, should we take this to a prosecutor? And, and that's actually, all of that has actually happened in my home county, uh, the county I grew up in. It was one of my first cases as state auditor. We saw something involving a local elected official when we were doing a routine audit, sent it to our investigators. They looked at it, realized that there was pretty significant investment going on there. We then took it to the DA. He, uh, he took the case, indicted the individual. We got a plea deal in it, and, and that person is now out of office, a felon, and has to pay the money back. So uh, that's how the process works when it's working well. Okay. So it, there's a prescribed flow? Yes, of, correct. Of how, yeah. And, I, and uh, so they're not, the point is, uh, the field folks are not hanging out there on their own. Uh, they, correct. They got the complete, full support of you, your office, your investigators. That's exactly right. And uh, their job is just to report it, essentially. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's just amazing to me, though, that these people that are committing uh, this sort of fraud uh, believe that that, that that because a lot of these things, as you know, they're they're not even sophisticated, uh, correct in nature. It's like, uh, you know, how do they think they can get that by submitting a false invoice, for example? is not sophisticated. It's literally just lying on a sheet of paper saying I did some work that I didn't do, and you're turning it in. So how do they think they can get away with it? It's a great question. I mean, I honestly think that some people just believe there's nobody looking. There's nobody out there looking. I gave a speech on the coast. Um, this is over a year ago. Finished up talking. Talked about what our office did. Same kind of talk I'm giving to you today here. And, and a woman came up after and She said, I honestly had no idea that anybody looked at this kind of stuff. Anybody was out there trying to stop white-collar crime involving public money. But now that I know that, she gave me a tip right after that. That actually led to a successful case where uh, we ultimately investigated and the mayor of Moss Point, uh, Mississippi, eventually pled guilty Remember and that. is now serving time in federal prison because of that speech and that woman who came up to me at the end of that speech. So. A, a large part of my job is, yeah, running the office and making sure that we're bringing good cases forward and, and overseeing the final stamp of approval on these cases. But a large part of my job is getting the word out about what we're doing because yeah. it generates yeah. more tips. It generates more confidence among the taxpayers. And honestly, the biggest part of it is I hope it's deterring people yeah. out there who are stealing money. T totally. That that should be the idea. But it's, it's amazing to me that uh, folks that work kind of in the administrative uh, roles within uh, state agencies that, uh, all the way down to the municipal agencies that they don't understand the role of the state auditor right. Uh, right. and that, that that's basically your job I mean the the methodology involved with with sampling invoices and and uh, as an example of an unsophisticated way of, of mm -hmm. committing fraud 
that's not really that hard audit work at the end of the no, day. It's, not. it's pretty no, straightforward. I'll give you another one. Two different cases we've had identical to this in the last year. We had two different clerks in two different towns who were taking money for water payments, and there were literally cameras above them recording what they did, and they took the money and stuck it into their shirt. <laughs> It ain't hard audit work if, if somebody will tell you, hey, maybe you ought to check that video footage. And, of course, we did. And, of course, that's enough proof right there. So th oh those are the cases gosh. you roll your eyes at and you think you, you literally had to think nobody would ever watch that feed or that it was a fake camera or something like that. And, and ultimately, folks need to know there's somebody watching the video yeah, feed. Exactly. It's us. Uh, it's that's, us. that's the purpose. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so the only point I'm trying to make is, we're not talking about Enron here. We're not talking no. about really, really sophisticated um, doctoring of the books, if you will, uh, which was perpetrated by management. Correct. And, and you get private sector, sector auditors that go in there. That's pretty hard to uncover, but they do, and eventually it does because they can't cover all their tracks. This is a lot more straightforward. we got a, a break right here. Uh, you can hang around. Yes, sir. So we got the yes, state auditor, Shad White, down here at the Mississippi Trademark from, for uh, MEC's Capital Day from the Element Well Studios. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 53. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap for you. Partly sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. 
not wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future. Our staff is ready to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with credit select models. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live from the Mississippi Trade Fart, Trademark for MEC's Capital Day. We've got the auditor Shad White joining us down at the Element Wealth Studio, set up in the Mississippi Trademark. So I appreciate the Hall and Oates playing music too. <laughs> That's right. You know, I man. bet they thought I was too young to know that Hall and Oates. You knew it. But you were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we uh, appreciate you being with us. We, we were just talking about um, the, the methodology and the policies and procedures that your office has, uh, has, has published and has adopted and how you use that in auditing state agencies how to, and, and all municipal entities, right? And so right. You're responsible correct. for all municipal entities. For correct? fraud going on there. We cannot routinely audit municipal entities, okay. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they have private audits. Correct. That's exactly so I had right. that question last week and I had passed on that same information, so I'm glad I got that right. Uh, so there's a question on the ceasefire text line here, Chad, from Tim in Jackson. Does the state auditor only investigate fraud dealing with state funds, or can they investigate fraud between, say, private insurance companies competing with others? State funds only. Yeah, yeah so it has to be government funds, and uh, most frequently has to be government funds that flow through a state or local entity. So if federal dollars are flying around but didn't touch a state or local entity, it gets hard for us, but has to be government funds, correct? Yeah, yeah. And there's, uh, that's plenty to keep you busy, of course. We, we uh, find ourselves busy for whatever <laughs> reason. So how are you doing with respect uh, to uh, your staffing? Yep. The, your organizational structure right now, how you looking there, and then also uh, talk to us about the program you got going on to try to get people to stay in the state of Mississippi and come work for the state auditor. Well, we're just like a lot of other employers. We have a constant need to recruit new talented people. I need new talented young auditors to come in and help me find misspending and fraud and it's become very difficult because we have a brain drain issue in Mississippi as many folks know so over the last 10 years Mississippi is one of just three states who have lost population it's us Illinois and West Virginia and if you dig deeper into the data you realize that 
7% of our millennial population has left during that time. That's not good. A lot of those people are college graduates, they're skilled workers, and so we're feeling the crunch, we're feeling the pain uh, from that trend here in the auditor's office. So here's what we've decided to do. We launched a fellowship program. It's called the Stay in the SIP Fellowship. For those of you who are listening who don't know what the SIP is, the young kids say the SIP is Mississippi. So you can go to www.stayinthesip.com to learn more about this, but here's the deal. The deal is if you are an accounting student uh, and you're going through a Mississippi University, you've done a couple of years, we'll pay for the last couple of years of your accounting degree or we'll pay for your master's degree in accounting and in exchange you agree to come work for me in the state auditor's office for two years. Yeah, That's going to be something that I hope one works and shows people that if you give young folks who are talented line of sight on a good job, a good professional opportunity, we can keep them here. Uh, and I hope that it, it triggers this conversation about other kinds of people, other skills that we should be trying to keep here in Mississippi, computer science, anything in STEM, nurses in particular. We've got to start thinking about all this because we're going to look up in 20 years, Gerard, and we're not going to have the entrepreneurs we need. We're not going to have the business leaders we need. We're not going to have the skilled workers we need so that businesses here can expand or, or businesses can move here, it's going to get dangerous. Yeah, agree. It's a, it's a concern and, and it's, it's pervasive. It's, it, it exists in every industry and in every discipline uh, and we just need more folks and we need more folks to stay here in Mississippi. And we need, I'd like to see the private sector uh, yep. step up yep. and implement programs yep. like that that really are targeted at Mississippians and Mississippi's great graduates. We had Dr. Jay Allen on earlier, president of Itawamba, one of our fine community colleges. We're cranking out great people. Yes, we just need to keep them here. That's right. We need a place for them to go. I, I mean, talked to a hospital. Fantastic. I talked to a hospital CEO in South Mississippi, and they said the same thing about nurses. They said we're cranking out a ton of nurses. It's just they're leaving, go to Mobile and New Orleans. We got to be able to keep them here. And I, I asked him, "What's your biggest barrier to growth? Is it you need more facilities, beds, doctors? What is it?" He said, "It's nurses." nurses. He said, "I got the buildings I need. I got the I got the beds I need. I got the doctors I need, but I can't fill all the beds with the patients that are wanting." to come in the door and be here because I can't staff them can't staff. because I don't have enough nurses. Now you think about that, fast forward, think about my parents' generation. Huge baby boomer generation, they're going to get older, they're going to go to the hospital, they're going to go to nursing homes. We already have a nursing shortage. What's going to happen if we keep losing talented young healthcare workers? How are they going to get the health care that they need 10 and 20 years down the road? I mean, this is this is tragic. This is potentially tragic, and, and we've got to start addressing it right now. It's a huge concern, and uh, those who study uh, demographics and, uh, and the, the social aspect of that are reporting that we are rapidly aging as a society yes. and that we're headed for a tipping point where more in this country will be over the age of 60 than under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. And that is a concern. And uh, Elon Musk even said something uh, not too long ago. We're not producing enough workers, is Correct. what he said. Correct. Um, uh, all of that's kind of adding up. We, we're even seeing abroad where China, which had a one-child-per-household policy for decades, has relaxed that, and now they're encouraging that's right. people. To, they see the problem. They see the problem. Japan, they're that's getting exactly overrun right. by old people, don't have enough young people to, uh, to shoulder the load there from an economic perspective. Well, the reality, too, is that the millennial generation, which is my generation, people born between the early 1980s and mid-1990s, we are the largest generation in the history of America. But we're losing them. <laughs> we're, they're leaving Mississippi. So we've got this one shot to really get this right. If we don't get it right, I mean, this is going to be tragic. You're going to have a ton of grandmas and grandpas who grow old not knowing their grandkids 
because their kids moved to Nashville, Atlanta, Dallas, New York, Chicago, wherever. I mean, those are real important things for our communities. We have an epidemic of loneliness in this country, of isolation. Right. Imagine what it's like if your family's not here. Because we, we've been really we've been really blessed in Mississippi to have a very family-centric culture. That will break apart if we cannot convince folks my age to stay here or come back here, have their kids here, start their families here. It, it, it is an incredibly pressing issue. I think it's our biggest long-run challenge as a state. I'm tired of talking about it. I wanted to do something about it as it relates to our office. I've noticed, and you probably have noticed this too, people who have been in government a long time, they love talking about problems. They love task forces, <laughs> meetings, discussions, roundtables. I'm done with the roundtables. I'm done with the discussions. We wanted to do something about it, and that's Man, what we're doing. Yeah, I tell you, uh, Mr. Auditor, you and I are on the same page. Uh, I, I was not in my business career a big fan of meeting and meeting and meeting. It's like all we do is everybody's got to put their two cents in. That's we don't exactly get anything right. done. Yeah. And what we what do we mainly talk about? When are we gonna have the next meeting? That's right. We got to execute <laughs> that's the, here. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the action item. When's the next meeting? You know? And you know it's the job of the boss to have a sense of urgency. That's right. You know you can't do everything in your office. I've got 135 people that work with me every day. They're incredible. They're talented. But it is my job to walk in like I'm on fire every day and say, we're going to get some stuff done yeah, today. And we, yeah. it, we're going to meet one time about it. We're going to discuss it. We're going to look at the data. We're going to make a decision, and we're going to get something done about it. And awesome. I, I found that you know other government offices don't exactly operate that way, especially when run by somebody who has been in government for a really, really long time. It's just a downside. Yeah. It's a downside. It, 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 we're obsessed with meeting. Uh, there's no question about it. And I, I it seems so unproductive. I mean, yep. just pick the phone up or go talk to somebody directly. You don't have to get a whole group together yep. when a lot of times the issue is really between a couple of people. That's right. At the end of the day, it's That's not right. something that needs everybody. There are times where you do need to get everybody together. But, well, I applaud you for that management style well, thank you. Um, because I, I do think that is the most effective and, and most productive. And you, you bring up a good point I wanted to go back to, which is the, um, the multi-generational uh, as feature of our culture in Mississippi, I believe is is truly something that's been positive for yes. our state. And when we can't retain that, as you said, and we have grandparents whose whose grandchildren unfortunately have to be raised out of state, that seems to interfere with what has been a very positive and effective feature of our. It's culture. a core strength. It's yeah. a core strength of ours in Mississippi. I mean, we we know that stable two parent households are great, but when you're surrounded by family, it's even better for kids. You get better outcomes. The no social question. science proves that. That's proven. That's why I wanted to move back. My wife and I. My wife's from Louisiana. We met in Massachusetts, and we both wanted to move back here. Immediately moved back here. You know, her parents now. I I dragged them to Mississippi too. So I'm reversing brain drain just one <laughs> person awesome. at a time. Got them here. We're surrounded by family. My two baby girls are as loved as they could possibly be. But this is what worries me, Gerard. I'm going to grow old, and I'm going to be here in Mississippi. I want my now three-year-old and my now six-month-old little girl to be here with me. And I know, I know that what we do right now is going to determine whether or not they've got the opportunities to stay here and to be with me right. in the long run, right? So that that's what gives me this sense of urgency on this issue is that we can reverse this and we can sell the state of Mississippi. This is a great place to grow and raise a family and, and build a career even. If you have if you have the right resources and you know you see line of sight on a good professional opportunity, but we've got we've got to talk about it. We've got to get it done. Amen. Couldn't agree more. We just need more people to think through that the way you did yep. in making that decision. Yep. Because I know you you could go anywhere and land work, and well, you chose you. to do it here. 
um, because you, you believe in the quality of life and wanted to be close to your family, and I applaud you for that. Well, thank That's you, awesome. sir. Yeah. I appreciate you all having me to yeah. talk about it. It's yeah. a big issue. And thanks for all you do as well, sir, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. This is a great event. Isn't there it? you go, brother. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Shad White, the state auditor for the state of Mississippi, has been our guest here on Middays. We're down at the Mississippi Trademark for MEC's Capital Day from the Element Well Studios. Stay with us. We'll be back with Senator Briggs Hobson. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Before you open your doors each day, ask yourself one question. Is my building clean and healthy for my customers and employees? If you trust Janet King, the king of clean, then you know the answer. Yes! We've been cleaning and disinfecting this area for almost 35 years. Our local franchise owners make this happen every day because, like you, they live, eat, shop, work, and pray in these same local buildings. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanetKingCleans.com. That's JanetKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Janet King, the king of clean. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Mississippians pay over $1 billion a year in state income taxes. That's a billion dollars they can't use to buy groceries, school supplies, or pay rent. When it comes to most small businesses, that's a billion dollars they can't use to buy equipment, expand, or offer better pay and benefits. That's why NFIB supports bills to eliminate Mississippi's individual income tax and put more money in people's pockets. Visit NFIB.com slash MSTax and tell Jackson it's time to eliminate Mississippi's individual income tax. Paid for by the National Federation of Independent Business. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's the fourth largest industry in our state, supplying over 100,000 jobs, and tourism is booming. Mississippi hosted more than 23 million visitors last year and ranked first in the country for tourism recovery during the pandemic. Visitors spent over $6 billion in local economies in 2021. That's 19% more than in 2020. The head of the Federal Reserve says interest rates will be going up this month. Fox's Jenny Casola reports. Fed Chair Jerome Powell tells Congress the central bank intends to raise interest rates at the end of its two-day meeting March 16th, despite uncertainties caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Powell says inflation is well above 2% and the labor market is strong. He also expects inflation to decline over the course of the year, pulled down as supply constraints ease and demand moderates. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Touchdown! Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan. Be a player. Be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans. We're here to play. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays, Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Wealth Studios set up in the atrium of the beautiful Mississippi Trademark. We're down here at MEC's Capital Day. Great event. And joining us now on the program, Senator Briggs Hobson. He represents District 23. That includes Issaquina, Warren, and Yazoo counties. He serves as the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee. Senator Hobson, thanks so much for coming on, sir. Gerard, always good to be with you. And I look forward to the opportunity to talk a little bit about state government and uh, be here with a lot of friends at MEC today. This is a great event, isn't it? It is a lot of fun. You know, I walked in uh, quickly. We had we were taking up bills on the floor, and I came down here and was running late for my speaking time out there and, <laughs> and just ran through about 30 people real quickly, shaking hands. And I wish I could have stopped and talked to several and all, really, but it just happens that, uh, you know, you're, it's kind of a 
hectic time for us at the Capitol, but it's always good to see old friends. Yeah, and uh, we just see Commissioner Andy Gibson just walking by as well. Had uh, yeah. Auditor Shad White, so we're getting we're getting the full uh, complement here of, of all the state leaders. And That's I know right. you guys have been awfully busy over there in the Capitol. They're in session over there today, aren't they? Yeah, we were in session this morning. We took up our ARPA bills, the American Rescue Plan bills, uh, in the Senate. Of course, we had already passed uh, the Senate versions and sent them to the House, and the House sent their versions to us. And uh, we passed at least one on final passage. We took the uh, Law Enforcement Death Benefit Fund. Um, we took the latest numbers on what that was going to be. I think it's $5 million. We, we passed that bill, and hopefully that will uh, go back and go on to the governor. Um, uh, we have several other bills where we put our Senate language back in the House bills, yeah. as is normal. Uh, we've got a few that have been tweaked a little bit, but uh, that's something that we need to get working on pretty soon because we've got a lot of stuff to do down the stretch run here. So let's talk about uh, you serving as chair of the Appropriations Committee. The, the big task uh, was uh, how, to, how to allocate this $1.8 billion of ARPA funds that went directly to the state. Lots of money, of course. Uh, went directly to counties and municipalities, but the state specifically got $1.8 billion, somewhat restricted uh, right. that money. Yep. Uh, and my understanding from having the lieutenant governor on uh, early on in the session, he said, yeah, we we uh, asked for some input on, on how to invest this money to, to for the benefit of the state of Mississippi, and we got requests for $7 billion. We're not surprised at that. Actually, well, the number I've got is $8.7 billion. <laughs> okay. But in, fa in fairness, I think uh, part of those funds were, uh, some was duplicate. Uh, yeah. There were things that maybe had been requested by one entity, and then another entity wanted to add on to that project or, or you know, doctor it a little bit so that, you know, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 or $8 billion okay. request, but right. uh, so well, we well above the now? amount. I'm sorry. Where do we stand uh, well, on that Well, that's the, the difficulty. We need to get to conference on those bills, okay. and we should be in a place to get there. Uh, my strong belief is those funds uh, need to go out as soon as possible. Uh, I wish we could have done something before now, but uh, I just think that we have received uh, – these funds from the federal government, and, and like you said, there are certain restrictions. Uh, we're probably about ninth from last in the country in getting the funds out. Now, one of the good things about what we've done, Gerard, is we've been real methodical and thoughtful in this process, yeah. and I don't think anyone can argue with the process that we've used in the Senate or the House, for that matter. I haven't really looked at their processes closely, but I feel good about the way that we've done things. It's been open. There have been hearings. There've been, there's been lots of input. And uh, I'm ready now to get it out so people can start working on water and sewer projects. Yeah. People can work on health care issues. People can work on uh, ramping tourism back up and work on infrastructure repair and all those kind of things that are important for our state to uh, get back, get its footing back. Do you feel like there's, there's generally broad consensus uh, between the House and the Senate on how to spend this money? It's a good question. Uh, I think if you look at it from the categories, yes, I think there's general consensus. There are okay. a few differences. Yeah. Um, the amounts and the mechanism, here's where it gets tricky, the mechanism about how you get out some of those funds can be a little more complicated than I think the public realizes. So we have to um, make sure we've got the best mechanism in place so we don't have many stump. There may be some stumbling blocks, but I hope we don't have many stumbling blocks in getting those funds out to where they need to go. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have been busy, as we said, but uh, I guess uh, just a couple of days ago we had the teacher pay raise. was uh, a big piece of legislation. We had versions from the House, from the Senate. And uh, so explain to our audience where we landed on that, Senator. 
Well, I'll tell you the differences. Uh, the house plan, uh, as, as best I can appreciate it, it pluses up the beginning teachers at a higher amount. Yep. Uh, the Senate plan does something that was in response to the hearings that we had in the off season, and that is when you look at us, look at Mississippi, how we compare to other states, uh, we're a little bit lower on starting in teachers, beginning teachers. We're really strong. We're one of the highest in the southeast on the t long tenured teachers. If you've been in Mississippi for 25 or 30 years, you make an outstanding salary compared to your colleagues in other states. Hmm. Where we fell the most was in the middle tier, that 15 to 20 year teacher, kind of in that range. And I think the plan uh, devised primarily by Senator DeBar would give uh, jump ups every five years so we could catch up those middle tier teachers, get an initial push on the front end teachers, and then, of course, our back end teachers would stay in a strong position like they are. I love the plan. I really thought it was great. Now, I understand the house plan is more front end money at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, something we need to get done in the legislature, making sure that our teachers can get paid for the hard work that they're doing uh, to help our students get better. But it certainly feels like, though, we're going to get something uh, close. And, and really, the differences between the two bills were, were fairly nuanced. I don't think it was it was just a big chasm of difference, if you will, between the bills. The approaches are, are somewhat different, but the idea, of course, is to get the starting pay up, um, and then um, have just have opportunities to make more money. I will tell you, I did like the Senate version's uh, feature, as you just discussed, that increased the pay at what five, ten, right, right. fifteen year yep. level. I was thirteen twenty five, fourteen twenty five. Yeah. That's right, every like five that. years. Yeah, I think it gives teachers uh, something to look Senate, forward to. Yeah, Senate to hang in there. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I know how it's tough with teachers. I, I represent a couple of school districts and. And all three of my kids have gone through the, the public schools here in Mississippi, and I recognize there are tough times for these teachers. And if we have an opportunity for them to think, you know, if I can yeah. just hang in there, you know, times may be tough, but if I can go another year or two or three, I can get a bigger jump up in that five-year uh, plan. So in addition to the, the normal $500 step increases, when you hit that five years, it's 1325 and then 500 per the other years, and then up to 1525 I think I'm saying it right, but it's, it's big jump at those intervals at five uh, yes. yeah and uh and so when this is applied if enacted along those lines that means that teachers would be uh their pay would increase based on their number of years experience as if they had applied that yes. schedule to it is that right that's right yeah that's what i thought and so and, and the, the amount i'm sorry yeah go was, ahead no. i was just going to say the amounts are not far apart the senate plan was yeah. over a two-year period that's right house was a one-year period but i think you know, you never know because you don't know how many teachers are in the system. But you're locked, talking about 210 to 220 million dollars, probably, of a total appropriation, which is a, a heck of a lot of money. When folks understand our budget, that's over three percent of our overall budget. Oh, yeah. And so it's a it's a big jump. It's a big statement by the legislature to say uh, when we're growing traditionally at about one and a half percent per year. Uh, well, since I've been here, yeah. over time it's 2.6%. Yeah. So if you're increasing teacher pay above what your revenue growth has been historically, that's a strong statement. Nearly 10% of our education budget, right? I think yeah, that's the way it works a, out. Right. It's yeah, the education budget. You got several components. Yeah, yeah, you got several components of education budget. So you have to kind of put them together yeah. to get yeah. the total number. But yeah, All big right. step. The other, uh, so let's hope we get something done there. So the, the other uh, big legislation where I think there is a great deal of difference in the House and the Senate version, of course, on tax reform. And, and uh, I know there's strong feelings on, on both sides of this. 
and uh, my good friend Senator Josh Harkins is uh, he, he really done yeoman's work over on the Senate side at, at, at stewarding that effort uh, for the Senate. A um, lot of differences. We got the Lieutenant Governor coming on later. What uh, those who on the House side say we just got to do a total elimination of the income tax. And, and we can afford to do that based on our projections. What are your concerns, Senator? Well, I've looked at projections, and I can't tell you how hard I've worked, but I know Senator Harkins has worked he much has. harder than I have on he this. Has. We have spent hours and hours and days, and, and I know the House. I'm not trying to say sure, they haven't worked they have at it, too. too. Absolutely. There's been yes, a lot sir. of people working at this to try to come up with common sense, good tax relief for Mississippians. And we're all for it. Obviously, we're all for it because the vote was overwhelming in both chambers to provide some tax relief. Something, yeah. And I think generally, you heard this discussion, generally the frameworks aren't that different. They both involve tax cuts. They both involve grocery tax relief. They both involve car tax relief. Mm -hmm. The Senate plan also included a rebate um, to go to taxpayers based on the surpluses we've had in the last year and a half or so. But if you want to go back to the income tax question, uh, I feel confident the Senate does not want, uh, we don't want a tax increase, uh, and I don't see how you make, in fact, I know there's no way uh, looking at the budgets as much as I do to make a tax elimination work without some type of tax increase. Well, and I, I understand that, and uh, something that, that I've actually expressed uh, to the House, and, and I don't mind sharing with it, you here, and I, and I told uh, Senator Harkins about this, and I know we got about a minute left, but I sure would like to see us drilled down at the tax return level to compare 19 to 20, 19 to 21, and see where did this money come from? Did we have an increase in W-2 income, K-1 income? Where, what's driving this? I wish you'd heard me speaking there a few minutes ago. I talked a little bit about the, okay. the magnificent jump between Yeah, what caused that? Yeah, 21 and 22. So we can talk about it. Are we Hopefully coming back we, after the break? Yeah, we uh, yeah we got somebody else coming on oh, after the break. Well, Appreciate it. I'd love to give you more time, but we can talk about it next time you get me on. All right. We'll be back on Middays. We're down at the Mississippi Trademark. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. 
In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. On Monday this week, the EPA's de facto ban on chloropyrifros used in food or feed crops formally went into effect. The agency's newly finalized rule revokes food residue tolerances for the insecticide meaning that there is now no amount of chloropyrifros residue on food or feed that would be considered safe. As a result, it is now illegal to spray any chloropyrifros product on a crop intended for food or feed, but the situation remains complicated. An issue is the fact that chloropyrifros insecticides have yet to be canceled by either the EPA or their registrants, and some farmers and applicators still have these products in their sheds and barns. Finally, there is a lawsuit pending in federal court challenging both the EPA's finalization of this rule and its dismissal of ag industry objections. Any judicial rulings on the case could change things. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Bad flower. Dead Poet Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. With you here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are coming at you live from the Mississippi Trademark. It's MEC Capital Day. We're in the Element Well Studios that are set up right here in the atrium of the Trademark. Our guest is Senator Briggs Hobson. So, Senator, a, a question uh, you and I were just discussing offline. This comes up quite frequently. So, when the state when the state enacts a pay raise for teachers, there's obviously there's the payroll cost of that, the salary cost of that, but there's significant uh, additional costs. We, we call it burden in the accounting lingo, but that really is just the cost of PERS, 
and uh, health care benefits, Social Security, other, other benefits as well that are part of a typical compensation package. That's funded as well by the state in general. You were in telling general, me there were some is. exceptions. I think there's on some that. exception. I'm going back on uh, memory here. A few years back, we had a teacher pay raise, and there was some issue to do with some that are partially funded by federal funds uh, and other funding. So they may not have been covered fully. Okay. I do recall there was an issue with that. I think we corrected that. Okay. But I will double check on that to make sure so that we don't have the same kind of yeah. small snafu we had. But that back. would be a, a small number it relative to the large number of teachers. And that's why whenever you hear legislators talk about, well, a $1,000 pay raise for the, our 33,000 some odd teachers would cost roughly $45 million. Well, that's because it would be $32 million if it were just the pay, the salary aspect of that. But when you Layer on PERS and Social Security, Medicare, the typical burden cost on payroll, it, it bumps yeah. it up. So, yeah. and, and um, but the state includes that in the funding. The state does, and I think this is something important to know about the the funding process, kind of the hidden dollars. Uh, I'll give you two good examples. Years ago, um, the health, the PERS board increased the employer contribution for retire uh, for the state employees. Well, that affected the state by $55 million, okay. and the state took care of that and put it into the different employers, the different agencies, uh, to cover that cost. That's been a recurring expense for all these years, and if it ever goes up again, it would be a recurring state cost. This year, uh, we put about 23 to $25 million into health insurance increases to help pay for the health insurance okay. increases right, for state up. employees because that, the premiums went up. Yeah. Um, so. Those are the things we look at. Sometimes nobody sees those things. I've told some of our agency directors, a lot of times the things you don't even see are helping you out because otherwise they would come out of your general funds for your agency to, to yeah, run. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. I get that. So, uh, But nonetheless, it's, it's why it's, what, $220 million roughly a year? Te right? the, the teacher pay raise. Pay raise, yeah. yeah. This, this new pay raise is... We don't know exactly because we don't know how many teachers and teachers' assistants there will be, but it yeah. would be in the two hundred million to two hundred twenty million dollar range. Okay, I think the high number is two thirty, okay. but I don't think it'll be quite that because okay. I think our teacher numbers are down slightly. Uh, all right, so we were talking about uh, the, the different tax reform uh, measures coming out of the House and the Senate. A considerable difference in, in, a, in approach, at least in that. And the House bill, as you know, it, uh, day one, a big jump, big increase in the, in the personal exemption, um, which is really once applied, I think, would remove about half of taxpayers from paying income tax in the state of Mississippi. Uh, and the, the Senate bill contemplates uh, eliminating the 4%, the current 4% bracket, leaving the 5% bracket intact, in which taxes all taxable income above $10,000. But it, it seems like the message from the Senate, Senator, if I state this accurately, is that there's concerns about uh, a possible budget hole that that might leave if, if we enacted the House's bill. Yeah. Because uh, it is a big reduction of revenue. I think there are a lot of things. One is that, okay. of course, that there's the potential for a budget hole. Uh, two, I would look at and say, you know, we, we've got an aggressive Senate plan. It's very aggressive. If you're going to cut $316 million out of your annual budget, uh, again, using those, we're talking about a 5% uh, budget cut. So we're giving 5% of what our expected revenues is back to the taxpayer. That's, that's a big chunk okay. of money, and that's a recurring year. And another thing I would say, too, is keep in mind, in 2016, uh, we voted in the legislature, and I was proud to be a part of it, to eliminate the 3% tax bracket, uh, and we eliminated the corporate franchise tax, too. 
the next step logically we even talked about it some then was the next step is it'd be nice to get rid of this four percent bracket which we have done in the senate plan that, okay. or that's what's being proposed and and it seems like a logical step it's an aggressive step but i think we can do it and um and that's the direction i'd like to see us go okay. i mean i'd love to get to total i wish we had no taxes we all do but we understand you've got certain functions of government that people expect and they don't have to be cadillac but they need to be solid they need to respond to the needs of our citizens and and that's what we've got to take into account too in this process yeah and i and i completely understand that i just would state again i'd, I'd like to see us drill down at a detailed enough level to really try to understand what did cause this big surplus in revenue to the state which is mostly sales tax but some on the income tax side as well i, I, I wish I, I wish i had about two more hours i can give you but I'll, look i'll tell you as i mentioned out here uh, the, the federal funds, everybody should know that. If they don't, I don't. they're living in fantasy land. That was a huge part of it. Keep in mind, some of our excesses were due to the austere budget that we had coming out of 2020. Yeah, we set a really lean budget. So some of those hundreds of millions you see were from former cuts we had made. So you've got to factor that in as well. And, well, it's a debate we're going to continue yeah. as well, and hopefully we can get something done. Appreciate you coming on, Thank Senator. You, Take some time to do that and for All, staying two seconds. Always a pleasure to be yes, with sir. you. Yes, sir. We'll so be much. back here at the Mississippi Trademark for MEC Capital Day. Stay with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky is asking to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin to negotiate the end of fighting in Ukraine. Ukrainian jets have struck the stalled Russian military convoy north of the capital. Russia continues its attacks on innocent civilians, according to Ukraine's top diplomat. French President Emmanuel Macron warns the worst is yet to come, following a call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma agrees to a new settlement with state and local governments, including as much as $6 billion from Sackler family members who own the company. A man suspected of attacking Asian women in New York City is under arrest. The NYPD says when they arrested the man in one of the branches of the New York Public Library, he had punched, elbowed, and shoved seven women. Even before this spree, the city was ahead of last year's pace of anti-Asian attacks. Last year, there were 131 anti-Asian hate crimes. Fox's Rob Dawson. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Most lawmakers want to revive the ballot initiative that was struck down by the state Supreme Court last year with some changes. 
The process allows voters to bypass the legislature and place issues on the election ballot. But Senator Daniel Sparks explains that making that a part of the state constitution was problematic. If you pass something and then you have an unintended consequence, uh, something that needs to be tweaked, you just don't have that ability. Legislation that would restore the initiative made it out of committee Tuesday and it's expected to hit the floor for a final vote. In an effort to fight brain drain and attract talent to his office, State Auditor Shad White is establishing the new Stay in the SIP Fellowship. It'll pay for college tuition, books, and fees of accounting students for up to three years. You can visit stayinthesip.com to learn more. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. If we really want to defeat Putin, we need to regain our energy independence and stop importing Russian oil, according to Senator Roger Wicker. Why in the world would he think it's okay to use Russian fuel um, shipped through Europe here in the United States rather than, than, give, than using our God-given natural resources, which make us really the Saudi Arabia of the world when it comes to natural gas. Sanctions imposed against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine don't include oil and gas exports, a step that would severely hurt their ability to generate revenue. Empower Mississippi President Russ Latino is troubled by something else Biden has said repeatedly. I think it was a catastrophic failure uh, a few weeks ago when he said there was no potential for military intervention. And this is not me calling for hawkish uh, sending of American troops into Ukraine. I just don't think you ever take options off the table when you're dealing with an autocratic dictator. I'm Kelly Bennett. Jam, rock and roll at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos and win your share of $75,000 this March. Every Friday and Saturday, we're giving away $1,100 in bonus bet every hour from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky winners will each receive $2,500 cash. Only at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos, Pearl River Resort Properties. Power outages are a detriment to workplace efficiency and production. A Taylor Power Standby Generator can provide instant protection from those power outages. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your business. That's 601-932-5674. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi is broadcasting live from the Mississippi Trademark for MEC's Capital Day. We're having a great time down here. Beautiful facility right here at the Mississippi Fairgrounds. We've got the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman, joining us now in the Element Wealth Studios. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's good to see you, Gerard. I miss, I miss getting to see you more often. Yes, sir. Uh, same here. And uh, appreciate, I've talked about it quite a bit on the program. Our relationship goes back about 40 years. <laughs> back when it was just the two of you, I think. When you, exactly. you and one other person, Norman, I think, started the whole thing. So yes, you've done sir. very well and um, done exceptionally well. And we appreciate you taking the time. I know you could do a lot of other things, but it's really important. Your, your help you know, dictates some of the... Uh, public discourse that needs to go on in Mississippi, so it's very welcome. And you're also writing for other news organizations yes, and whatnot, so appreciate you're moving that. on up, man. Thank Don't you. leave oh, us. Yeah. Stay here. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate that, uh, Governor. But how about this facility? This is fantastic, isn't it? Cindy Hyde-Smith was up and beat up the current governor, Tate Reeves, when he was a lieutenant governor, and just would not leave him alone. She was a <laughs> senator in there, and uh, it is fantastic. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Great food down here. Lots of, of uh, exhibition space, uh, wide corridors, just really a compliment. And last year... Um, uh, I was really concerned about expansion down here, so um, we authored a bill, and we are buying the three hotels across the street, Denneries and uh, uh, those other two hotels, yeah, yeah. and we're going to expand the uh, fairgrounds over there. And uh, we've been talking to some of the architects about how that would lay out, so we're actually looking at expanding this, uh, our, you know, our fairgrounds area again. And uh, that was done through the Department of Finance Administration. They've acquired two of the properties already, and the third one's in negotiations. So those will hopefully uh, quickly be torn down, and we'll start planning for how how we're going to look here in Jackson. I didn't know that. Has that been announced? I mean, is that a, Well, I did a it last deal? year. I thought okay. it was real important. I met with uh, DFA and met with the people down here and told them that I, I thought we had you know, the fairgrounds is a tremendous asset. Sure. I, mean, you, I came down, brought the grandkids down from Dixie National and whatnot. It's a tremendous asset, you are. And uh, I had been looking at it for a year or two, and these hotels across the street were um, not, you know, for, I guess the best word would be kind of sketchy to me. But whatever, they weren't being developed up, and they weren't, you know, something that you'd right. really want to expand or anything. So as I looked at it, I, I came up, and we got with the Department of Finance Administration. I think we appropriated about 4 or $5 million to go buy those properties, tear them down, okay. and then have this area expand out to that. And as part of that, uh, we have also gave money to the Department of Agriculture to get an architect to lay out how the new fairgrounds will look. Now, these buildings, other than the, um, we've got one historical building, the old armory, and then we've got the Kirk Fordyce one down here. So I think you'll see the Senate taking the lead here in, in expanding the fairgrounds, and, and not only for basketball and, you know, of course, coming to the big house for everybody and whatnot, yeah. these trademarks right here, but also all the agricultural matters. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, not only would that benefit uh, the fairgrounds, the people of the state of Mississippi, but we're getting rid of an eyesore, too. 
Uh, it is, so. and there's, there's been some criminal issues there uh, yeah. in the past, and so I'm not going to get into all of that, but that that motivated us a year ago to appropriate okay. the money, and we've acquired two of them. We're, we're, uh, I guess we'll eliminate domain the third one if we don't reach an agreement. This event is, uh, I, I said earlier, perhaps my favorite of all the what you would consider a political event. That yeah. we have a lot of political folks here, yeah. but uh, yeah. it, when we get business and state leaders and politicians and elected leaders together, it just feels like we've got a better shot at getting really good stuff done for our state. And the yeah. NEC does a great job. I they think. do. They they are really um, like they've come out. I saw. I read their brochure. I'm sure you've seen it. <clears throat> now NEC came out and. The primary thing that they wanted was a qualified workforce. I mean, that was the number one. And there's some infrastructure things, like the Senate uh, passed um, on an infrastructure bill, $300 million more for roads and bridges out in Mississippi. Uh, today, we passed a, a law enforcement death benefits for those uh, law enforcement officers who died from COVID. Uh, we, we, we passed a wastewater and drinking water infrastructure clean program. We have significant problems not only in jackson you hear about that a lot but around the state yeah um then we passed a rural water association um we did a law enforcement officers and firefighters fund premium fund pay so we did a lot of things today looking at infrastructure and people that serve us so well so last time i had you on uh, lieutenant governor we were talking about getting something done to appropriate this 1.8 billion dollars we received yeah. from the federal government through yeah. the american rescue plan yeah. and uh you shared with us that you got requests for seven billion senator hobson just said it was actually 8.7 <laughs> billion it kept growing we're not surprised <laughs> by probably that got more than i did uh, <laughs> But uh, it, it sounds like we've got um, a roadmap uh, for that. Well, I'll tell you what we did. Um, as soon as that came out last April, I guess, March or April, I started going around the state of Mississippi and talking to the cities and counties got $900 million. Yeah. So we got $1.8 You're exactly right about that. So I, I went around and I said, look, what we really want to do is use some of our money to match your money so that you don't just kind of give a couple of bonuses and next year you can't even pay the people let's let's all do use it for what it was supposed to be water and sewer infrastructure and broadband right so we went around a lot of cities decided to do that to keep their money literally until they could get their match and they submitted stuff i have a spreadsheet i think it was about 750 million and uh, of request and then their opera money was about 250 or 260 million so if uh the senate has allocated up to 750 million dollars for these for these various ones and so we would like to match their money okay. well you talk about a half a billion to three quarters of a billion dollars <laughs> in water and sewer going into mississippi something you'd be interested in we'll do the new industrial parks and they'll have their lagoons and water and sewer, the things that now we're, as they say, shovel-ready. I'm right. not sure what that really means, but anyway, we'll have those ready. But unfortunately, today, Senator Blunt got up on the floor of the Senate and said, uh, I'm hearing all of these rumors. You know, he's from Jackson and yep. Byram area. He yep. represents those areas and does a really good job, actually. And so he said, I've been hearing these rumors that if we don't have a tax bill or we don't have an education bill, we're not going to spend any of the AARP money. Hmm. And I want to beg each of you, very articulate. We taped those things. You can go yeah. back and look at it. Very articulate. I want to beg you all not to get our water and sewer in Jackson where they're actually, you know, under litigation and, and we're worried that we've led poisoning children and it's just horrible. But not to get this hung up in any other bill. And when we come on, Lamar, uh, when we come on, George, when I, when I first take a 
actually take the oath of office, it's, the oath says that you won't trade one bill for another. Every member of the legislature took that. And the reason you do that is so you don't come up with two bad bills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every bill stands on its own merit. And so Senator Blunt, I thought, was just really eloquent today, asking the Senate, and I guess and asking the House as well, not to get caught up in, in this tit-for-tat stuff about one bill or another to work, work towards a common good for Mississippi. And I'm very hopeful that we will, uh, that that'll happen. Hmm. One big uh, measure that uh, came out this week, looks like it's hopefully destined for conference and ultimate signing uh, by the governor, is the teacher pay raise. Big deal. Yeah, what happened, um, the House uh, had a bill, and we had a bill. And uh, Senator, I'm more familiar with ours, of course, and Senator Dennis DeBar rolled all over Mississippi getting this bill, and the teachers wanted uh, a staggered increase in pay uh, every five years getting a bump in, a, in an annual budget, and then we wanted to increase them up, I think, to $40,000, and then uh, by next year up over the southeastern average. The House had another bill that was more front-loaded uh, than ours and also picked up the uh, teacher's assistance. Yeah. So there was a big fight about that. So uh, they left. Uh, the deadline day was Tuesday, and the right. House just left. So I called Senator DeBar and all, all our Senate back into session and said, y'all need to go pass one. Take the House bill. You know, we're not going to play childish games about whose bill it is or whatever. Take the House bill. Add in the teacher assistance, the uh, $2,000 a year for all of those, which is about another 7 to $10 million or so, and let's pass their bill and send it back to them. And uh, we're not going to get into this, oh, you didn't pass my tax bill, so you're not getting any education. Teachers are more important. That's the future of Mississippi, really, that they're teaching. So we did that. Tuesday night, I had a man that passed it out of committee. Wednesday morning, we adopted it and sent it to the Senate. So it basically is our bill kind of with some graduations, but we also added their part about uh, teachers' assistance to the to it, and it's uh, I think it's an excellent compromise for the two. I'm very hopeful that the uh, House will adopt it and send it to the governor. Um, it gets everything the House wanted, I think, basically, uh, other than some timing parts, and I think ours is better, but who knows? It, uh, we don't need to be playing that at this point. Right. I understand. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take a break right here. We've got the Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman of the state of Mississippi on uh, the show. We are at MEC Capital Day after the break. We're going to talk more with the Lieutenant Governor about uh, the activities that have been going on down there at the Capitol. It's been a busy 2022 session. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. 
We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live at MEC Capital Day from the beautiful Mississippi trademark, the Element Wealth Studios. We've got the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman, with us now. So, uh, question comes up a lot, Lieutenant Governor, about this uh, the supplemental pension plan. Uh, it, it's known commonly as the slurp plan for saw, <laughs> members of the legislature. I, I got my retirement plan. They send those things out once a year. <laughs> and it came out, you know, I've been working 12 years for the Secretary of State and two years here. And it came out on there and it said your retirement plan is, you know, like 20% or whatever. 
And uh, then it said your slurp benefit. I thought slurps were something that grandchildren got at the stop and go or whatever. I was like, what is that? And so apparently there's some kind of additional incentive pay for right. for members of the Senate and the well, House. Well, pension. Pension, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pension pay, you're right. Yeah. And that was done long before I got here. And I, I, I really couldn't, if you asked me to explain it, I couldn't. I think they get some extra years of service or maybe some extra funds. I, I don't remember. Uh, and it is something that I believe legislators and uh, taxpayers, just like Standard PERS, contribute into. It's just it's just a supplemental pension plan, if you will. Yeah. Some people just believe that uh, uh, you know that, that legislators are always a target. You know that elected officials. Boy, are they ever! I, mean, uh, <laughs> it's, I guess there's a good reason that if you get 51 percent, you get elected because you can't get 51 percent on anything anymore. <laughs> no, but, but I, I will say this, George. Be yeah. honest with you. I I, I think our our members of the House and the senator are undercompensated. Um, I, I see now I haven't, I'm supposed to be part-time. The lieutenant governor is supposed to be part-time, but I, it's a full-time job for me. I'm there virtually every day and on the weekends. But um, I see who's coming through the Capitol. I see these men and women working. I know what they do when they go home. Uh, their hours, um, this is not like a three-month job. It's more like a 10- or 11-month job, and they're never really on break. I mean, if they go to the grocery store, somebody's going to want to know about a teacher pay raise or yeah. whatever. So they're constantly in the public eye. And I, I, another thing, and you know this from your business background, these people are running about a $15 billion budget. And, uh, you know, for $30,000 or whatever it is, or $40,000 or whatever it is, the base pay is. I think one's twenty and one's thirty. It's twenty-three five actually, yeah. except um, it's it's what it's a little bit more in the. But they get, we get some yeah, money. Uh, we get so many days during the Thir month. Thirteen five uh, plus ten thousand dollars base pay, right. fifteen hundred a month for all the months you're not in session. That's nine, except so in the first year. That'd be ten more. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I will tell you. Uh, they're not overcompensated. Let's just put it that way. Well, uh, of course, we were just talking off offline about the the pay raise that came out of the Senate, where they were going to increase or actually pay the fifteen hundred dollar office expense. Is yeah. how it's it's yeah. coded when they were during here. the months they're in session. Yeah. It would be four months uh, yeah. in in year one of a four year term, three in the subsequent years of a four year term. Yeah, and uh, that was not. Uh, popular with the public, I think it's it's fair to say. But what was the ultimate end result? Well, Tell me how, what, well, how what, you found out about uh, it. The, what happened was um, there are a number of bills, of course. We had over a thousand bills that come through the legislature at one particular time or another, and, and people rely on their chairman a good bit, and um, there are bills that come in and out, and they get voted on. Sometimes we may take a, as many as 50 or 100 up in a day. So I think that bill actually did not receive the scrutiny that it, it may need to have had by the legislatures. I've already told you, I think they're undercompensated, but that particular one was to add some additional funds for the three months they're here, I think $1,500 a month, help pay, you know, all their apartment rent has gone up, and they, they have to live down here. Uh, so they signed a three-month apartment deal, yeah. and they live around here and have to eat and all that other. But in any event, uh, after that came out, uh, I had a number of senators come back and say that we think we rushed we rushed that bill through, and so uh, what happened from there was that it just died on the calendar the next day and was not adopted. 
So, so it sounds like you, you, you kind of found out about it after the fact a little bit. Of course, well, these guys are writing lots of bills. They are a lot of bills, and um, I, I knew I knew about the bill. I'm not going to deny that. I knew about the bill coming along in okay. the process and everything. But okay. um, uh, the the actual, when we finally got to focus on it, when uh, which actually occurred after it came out of the committee, we finally got to focus on it. I think everybody thought we would be better off not taking the bill up and so it died on the calendar and a lot of bills do die on the calendar after they've come out sure. and voted on one way or another There's motions to reconsider yeah. and so some of them guy and people have a chance to have a second thought in 24 hours and that's what happened all right so another one that came out and we're going to get to the uh, tax uh, debate here in a second but the mm -hmm. another one was the the ballot initiative process came over from the house it did yeah and so what do you what do you think is going on well there? um I, we have assigned that to uh chris johnson our constitutional uh chair and then john polk who uh is our aet accounting efficiency chair yeah both of them have spent a good bit of time talking about this gerard and out in the real public out here, we see kind of a mixed bag about that. Okay. Uh, I personally prefer a statutory vehicle uh, for people to directly influence their legislation. Um, there's been a good bit of discussion about that and how many does it take. There's some organizations that we have seen that say for a million dollars or a million five, I think was the one I saw, $1.5 million, I can get any bill through uh, through a constitutional challenge by, by running the right ads yeah. with moms and babies and stuff. Yeah. So we think that's probably not a smart thing to do. And then there are several other states have adopted this where uh, where the legislature can't touch it for a couple of years. Uh, some of them are more general, like we need a, a Medicaid bill or we need a teacher pay raise or whatever, and then the legislature actually does the work of putting one together. Yep. Those are still being resolved as we speak among uh, our senators on okay. our side. So some of the features. Yeah, uh, some of the features. I thought, general, I thought the support. House did a pretty good job. Yeah, I did. Okay. I do. And I thought the House did a pretty good job. I think probably okay. needs some work just like look like, like our bills need work down okay. there, it needs some work, but I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get to the bottom. If we don't, uh, because everything's gotten so hung up on taxes and yep. medical marijuana, uh, quite frankly, it George, consumed it's, us. it just consumed no everything. Doubt. And so we were not able to address a lot of things that need a little bit more deeper thought. If it doesn't come out this year, it'll come out next year. And, of course, this would be a concurrent resolution because we're amending the Constitution, meaning it's right. got it's to go, to go on the ballot. ballot. It'll yeah. have to go on yeah. the ballot. And this year's ballot is uh, is our congressional ballot. Right. And that historically is not as large. It's not as many it's people president. vote. Yeah, when we go next year, when we have the governor on there yeah, and everybody the else on there, we'll have a much and that's that's fair. We'd have a much bigger turnout, and when people would make, I think more people to make the decision is better. All right. Well, the issue. Uh, appreciate that. The issue that is seems like it's rapidly becoming is is uh, a, a big as one as medical marijuana is this debate over income taxes and the yeah. tax structure in the state. We got yeah. a House bill, Senate bill. Uh, they're quite a bit different. They both do reduce income taxes, mm -hmm. grocery taxes. The House bill raises the sales tax uh, by one and a half percent, and then we got some relief on car tax. There's appear, apparently concerns on the Senate side that the House bill goes too far, possibly puts us in a situation where we don't have the revenue we need to run the state. What, what are your thoughts right now? That's probably the best summary I've heard of it. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're dead right. Uh, we, uh, the Senate side did several things. First of all, we want to give a check back to everybody. Uh, that's never been done in Mississippi history, so I, we were giving we back $130 million. We thought that was important. 
And then we reduced the grocery tax. Uh, that was the same. The House did theirs. The Senate was faster on that. Uh, we reduced ours immediately like 2%. Yeah. Theirs was more structured down. Then they eliminated the income tax over some period based on a very complicated trigger formula that I don't think anybody maybe one or two people in the House understand, and I would say probably none in the Senate. But basically, it would be reduced over some period from, depending on who you talk to, seven years, 12 years. Yeah. Uh, some of our projections were like 20, 38, 17 percent of the people would still be paying taxes. But basically, what they did was say 40, everybody over 40, 000, under $40,000 wouldn't pay any tax, so it, it is helpful at that level. Um, so we, we, went, we have gone into that discussion. Uh, I think those are healthy. We, I met with some of the House members yesterday. Um, you know, we're trying to go through there. It's, it's apparent to me the Senate bill uh, is not going to pass in the House, and the House bill is not going to pass in that's the Senate. That's what it looks like. So yeah. that's not happening. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> so, looks like. So, okay, now we got we got that part settled. Now where we go? Let's, let's yeah. see where we want to be. And there's some things I think you were right about. Um, the increase in taxes was uh, problematic for some of the senators. Uh, that I think that's accurate. The sales tax, uh, 1.5 percent. Yeah, that, they've stated that. Yeah, we've we've not been happy about that part. And what we want to do, I think, if we come out of this in some kind of fashion, is to make sure that we um, we don't handicap somebody when we have an abysmal failure some some years from now. I mean, we got a world war fixing to start, or maybe start. There's a lot of things that happened after Katrina. We took a 4% decrease two years yeah. in a row. So we just want to somehow built in some bumpers there where we don't go off the rails uh, in some areas. So Let me ask you this before we go. We're running we out can. of time. Philosophically as a concept, Lieutenant mm -hmm. Governor, do you support the concept of, of trying to fully eliminate the income tax? Yeah, as we as as we go forward, I I do think we can eliminate the income tax. The bill that's out from the House side still has people 13 percent or 17 percent of the people paying like in 20 years from now. So I don't know that they do that either. I think we can do that uh, if we do the right triggers. It'll it'll evaporate on its own if we do the right. Let's thing. keep the discussion going. I'm willing to do anything I can to help. For oh, you I don't know great, if there's man. anything, but knowledge I is it. knowledge is king, man. You got knowledge. Appreciate it, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman been our guest on Middays. We're at the Mississippi Trademark for MEC Capital Day. We'll be right back with Ryan Miller. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 53. And a look at your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap for you. Partly sunny conditions, high near 80 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. cleaning provider show up last night? With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janny King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For your clean and healthy building, go to JannyKingCleans.com. That's JannyKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Janny King, the king of clean. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Most lawmakers want to revive the ballot initiative that was struck down by the state Supreme Court last year with some changes. The process allows voters to bypass the legislature and place issues on the election ballot. But Senator Daniel Sparks explains that making that a part of the state constitution was problematic. If you pass something and then you have an unintended consequence, uh, something that needs to be tweaked, you just don't have that ability. Legislation that would restore the initiative made it out of committee Tuesday and it's expected to hit the floor for a final vote. In an effort to fight brain drain and attract talent to his office, State Auditor Shad White is establishing the new Stay in the SIP Fellowship. It'll pay for college tuition, books, and fees of accounting students for up to three years. You can visit stayinthesip.com to learn more your news your talk your weather and your sports all in one place supertalk.fm every show every podcast and every leak breaking story all in one place supertalk.fm prime shrimp is a proud sponsor of tasty tuesday on good things with rebecca turner Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. 
Go with the home team. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm, Supertalk.fm, your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm, everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Supertalk Mississippi. are back midday super talk mississippi we're at the mississippi trademark for mec's capital day and we've got the element wealth studios all set up right here in the beautiful mississippi trademark atrium joining us now on the program is ryan miller he is the executive director of the office of workforce development ryan thanks for coming on gerard it's a pleasure thanks for having me you bet this is a fantastic facility and i oh. gotta say that to everybody that comes on because it really is something for us to be proud oh of absolutely here. i think the juxtaposition of the older facility and to where we are now you can just see the uh opportunity to use this space and and to bring programming here that i think will really make mississippians proud perfect venue for mm -hmm. this event oh no it? question no question. In fact, yeah, I sincerely enjoyed. I know they like having it in the in the rotunda, like to have it at the Capitol. Yeah. But this is a great location where I think more people oh, can get yeah, to and, yeah. and be a part of the conversation. Very very comfortable mm -hmm. and just well laid out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, get to see everybody, and that's yeah. that's the that's the best part of it. Which in, in this this season is, is no small thing to get to see everybody. No question everybody get about back it. together. So so, it's great. so glad to see that. That's mm -hmm. that's what we do. That's how we get things done. Mm -hmm. uh, we just had the lieutenant uh, governor on Delbert Hoseman, of course, uh, talking about. In, in his uh, talking to uh, businesses across the state, no surprise, workforce, mm -hmm. lack thereof, need of, mm -hmm. number one issue. Yeah. Had, um, had had president of Itawamba Community College, mm -hmm. our good friend Jay Allen mm -hmm. on to kick the show off. He, he too, he's re Jay is really good about mm -hmm. going out and visiting with businesses sure. in his, his neck of the woods there and, and just sits down and listens and says, you know, what do you guys need? What can we mm -hmm. do as a college to uh, to improve the workforce or make sure we're turning out people that are that are ready to hit the ground running, Absolutely. as they say. Yeah. And, and, and this is how we grow the economy, and it's right. all about being productive, adding value, sure. and that's where wealth is Oh, created. absolutely. So, I couldn't agree more. But you yeah. are, of course, in, in, in your role, and you're, you're the first. You're the inaugural <laughs> uh, uh, person in this position, I which am. is awesome. Yes. Yeah. So you're a big part of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? I know you talk to um, uh, people that are interested mm -hmm. in improving their skills, and you mm -hmm. talk to businesses who are looking for people sure. who, who need skills. And your job is to kind of match that up to well, some extent. It, it is, and I think it, it, with this being a new office and being the, the inaugural director and having a, a team that we're starting to slowly put together internal, you know, the, the big 
task is getting organized and being coordinated. And that's, I think we talked about this last time, that's something that we have, uh, we have maybe lacked in the past at a, at, a, at a level that we think can actually move the needle. And so now we're moving in the right direction where we've got, you mentioned Dr. Allen, the community colleges that have a great understanding, intimate understanding of their community and have invested themselves in serving that community. We want to be partners and teammates with them and get coordinated and organized so that we can deploy resources effectively because we've got two customers. We got people in Mississippi who want high trajectory jobs, they want opportunity, and we've got in industry and employers in Mississippi that desperately need them. And we've yeah. got to get those two together. So. Yeah. So i got to tell you, Ryan, I, I have uh, felt for some time that uh, Mississippi, which lags, as you well know, mm -hmm. in terms of household income and per capita income, I've often thought that those really are, from a metrics perspective, the litmus test of our economy mm -hmm. growing. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought, you know, we need to put like big digital tote boards in, <laughs> in the capital that, that constantly uh, display that. Sure. That, that ought to be what we're focused on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what y your organization is doing. What it's all about is when we move people mm -hmm. up the economic ladder like that, it addresses a lot of our issues. It, it, it is, and, it, and it, what it does is, too, is it, it instills or creates an opportunity to build generational wealth in families that may never have experienced that before. And so Absolutely. our task and job is to try to, uh, whatever resources with which we've been blessed, use those in a way that gets those folks the skills that they need to have a, take advantage of one of those high trajectory careers. Instead of a job, a good job, and instead of a good job, a career. Yeah. And I think we've got some great uh, programming, uh, some new initiatives that we have, and okay. again, with our partnerships with the community college at K through 12, and even our IHL partners, I think we're getting more organized and coordinated to see some benefit come from that. Yeah. Well, uh, any. Uh, what about your staff? Mm -hmm. what, how, what's that looking like? Yeah, sure. And I, I appreciate you bringing them up yeah. because, uh, as I say, uh, uh, they are the uh, they're they're really the engine that gets the office <laughs> moving. I just get to hang out with them. Uh, but we we have uh, yeah. I think we've got some great uh, great team members now. Uh, uh, Dr. Courtney Taylor, who's our deputy director for programs and strategy, formerly with the East Mississippi Community College as a vice president. She is working diligently to come up with great post secondary strategies for community college and and four year college partners. Uh, Dr. Nathan Oakley, who was former with, uh, formerly with the Department of Education, is now our Deputy Director for K-12 programming. Uh, Garrett McInnes, who's our Deputy Director for External, uh, external Affairs. Uh, we have uh, Marianne Myers, who's our Chief uh, Administrative Officer. But we have a new teammate, a uh, new uh, full-time teammate, uh, Aaron Gordon, who just started this week, who comes from the Mississippi Development Authority. So even we have the economic development perspective okay. in our office, so we're working with those educational partners that train, that can teach, that can educate, they can mobilize, and also with our economic developers, make sure that we're not missing the mark. Okay, well that's that's good to know. So you've really uh, blended a cross section of skills that that makes sense for what the mission of the organization is. Have to have it. Have yeah. to have it. I mean, and truly, in our team, you have to have the perspective of each one of those entities is truly a partner, and they've got to believe that, and we've got to believe that. I I, I gave a speech yesterday down on the coast to some uh, career technical educators who I just am so grateful for what they do, but I said truly, our office was created to be a disruptor. Um, to break through the status quo, this is what we always do, this is how we always do it. In order to move the needle where we haven't seen it move before, we've got to change what we do. We have yeah. to ask ourselves every day, can I do this better? Is there a more efficient, effective way to move the needle in the workforce? And so amassing the, this kind of a team with that kind of experience, developing those partnerships with our educational uh, institutions, I think that's the right way to be disruptors in a positive way. That's excellent. So explain to our audience uh, what 
is there a void that your organization is filling with respect to traditional education? Where do you guys pick off, they leave off, and so forth? Sure. Do you integrate together? Yeah, no, I really think it's an integration. And you can actually look to other states. Uh, Gerard, I'm sure you, you have seen in, in your career and working in business, you know, other states have state agencies or organizations yeah. that they've had in place for years. Yes. The, the, the last, I think the, the next youngest organization is Louisiana, and it's 16 years old. So wow. we're 16 years behind the next uh, youngest organization. But we were created not to replace but to work with so we're not we don't do the training yeah we develop strategy and thankfully we've got presidents like Jay Allen yeah. Mary Graham Michael Heindel uh, I saw Jim Haffey here this morning uh, Dr. Vasek from Heinz these these are institutions that are community college level that have said we want to do things differently okay we want to pull in the same direction uh, and and the, they have been gracious enough to say and we're excited about accelerate being the tip of the spear oh that's awesome so it's really more of an augmentation role I, I believe so yeah. I believe okay. so well, that mm -hmm. makes sense so um, Ryan, how has the business community uh, received this? Well, I, I, look, we're here at MEC, right? This is one of the organizations that years ago said, we don't have an organization. We need an office that focuses on workforce. This yeah. uh, Scott Waller has been a huge, uh, a huge partner. Uh, uh, General Collins is standing over there. Yeah. He's been a huge advocate for us yeah. too. But this is an organization, a business community, that for years said we don't have a state agency that focuses solely on workforce strategy development and deployment. We need it. They have been a voice. The legislature heard their voice, and two years ago, two legislative sessions ago, they uh, they created our office through the legislature. You. So business, the business community has been advocating for this for years. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it seems like though that you guys are busy getting the word out, and that's important as well, right? I yeah. Mean, just to make it known. Yeah, and that's look, that's been a challenge. I'm I'm, I'm the be the first one to say that I have not done all, everything perfectly in this first ten months of operation. <laughs> there are lots of ways I can improve, and one of those is just getting the message out yeah. and getting it to to more of these communities and so we've got some uh, we've got some pro we've got some uh, uh, outreach programs that we're about to unveil we've got uh, some new communicative tools we're going to use just so people know the resources available through us that can help get them linked up with an educator to get them trained up get them linked up with an industry that's already waiting with open arms to take them in and give them a high trajectory career uh, we just got to do the be better job of telling our story and the timing uh, couldn't be better Ryan uh, one would have to be living under a rock if they're not watching the economic headwinds, oh. much of which are a result of the so-called great resignation. And, and it turns out, when you look under the covers there, that's just folks that sort of retired yeah. early more than anything. Yeah. We've got to backfill that's that. That's exactly right. And, and look, um, I, I've always said COVID um, just really exposed things that were probably You're already right. there. Right. And, it just, and, and so if, if there be a silver lining to that, it's being able to be aware of, oh, th these are actually serious and significant issues that, that we, never, we just never tended to. Now we have to exposed it, and shall we say, accelerated the efforts to resolve those. Absolutely, issues. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's certainly where we've we've come in. Uh, you know, it says it in the name. Although I always joke and say, accelerate Mississippi doesn't denote the speed from which we're beginning. So, uh, when I came on board in April of last year, it, it took me a while to get my feet underneath me. But now with this team that we've got, these incredible teammates, uh, we've got even a, a couple part-time folks who are retired that have come back uh, into into service. Uh, we've got some great folks. So we're going fast to try to make a big difference. I'm glad we touched on that, I'm, uh, and then you shared that with us because I, I do think that's a, that's a difference maker. Yeah. Honestly, sounds yes, like you've done a great job of assembling the perfect team uh, for this endeavor and for your mission. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's yeah. Ryan Miller has been our guest here. He's the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development. We are at the Mississippi Trademark Middays. It's MEC Capital Day from the Element Well Studios. We'll take a break right here when we come back. We've got uh, Major General Leon Collins. He's the MEC chair. And Scott Waller, the president and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council. Stay with us. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Uh, wrong! It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old credit issues and looking forward to your future our staff is ready to get you approved today 100 credit approval is our number one goal bring us your trade we'll give you top dollar for it so come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at mazda of jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 i-55 frontage road north in jackson call 991-2222 today mazda of jackson.com see dealer for details with critical select models at clinton body shop we really do take pride in perfection and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. 
Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are at the beautiful Mississippi uh, trademark for MEC's Capital Day. We are in the Element Wealth Studios, and joining us now, we've got Major General Leon Collins. He's the chair of the Mississippi Economic Council, along with Scott Waller. He's the president and CEO of MEC. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, General, we were just observing this beautiful facility in this place great absolutely beautiful i, I think this was a, a, a great uh, it's kind of a home run hit i guess you'd say to, to to redo the trademark and move it over here and connect it with the uh, with the coliseum uh, someone had a great vision uh, absolutely do you uh it feels like this is more better suited for this event than i think yeah. just a big coliseum what do you think scott well uh, definitely for for this event and and, and honestly it allowed us to be able to be at the same place throughout the day. I mean, yeah. typically we go to the Capitol, but, you know, COVID, um, you know, regulations is keeping us from doing that right now. So we were able to do the morning session then move over for our reception and, and all be right here in this facility that, that worked out wonderfully. Yeah. You know, I have remarked to uh, virtually everybody that's come on uh, today that this may be, uh, I think, uh, this and Hobnob, my favorite I guess what you would call political events, if you will, because we bring together uh, business folks, business leaders, and uh, our elected leaders in the same room at the same time. I don't know that there's another situation where we do that, but uh, I know sometimes the elected leaders, they get so wrapped up in, in, in just what their, their tasks are, they perhaps don't don't get enough input uh, from the business community. The business community often feels like that their elected leaders aren't uh, accessible. You guys are charged with bridging that gap. I mean, you're the voice for the business community, but when you get them together in the same room, that makes a difference, doesn't it, uh, General? Uh, ab absolutely, and, and that's the only way to move the state forward is that there has to be collaboration between the elected officials and, and the business leaders across the state, you know, so that so that each one knows what the priorities are of the other, and that way we can we can work together and, and come up with solutions that uh, improve the economic uh, stability of our state. Yeah, 
Uh, and I, I have uh, enjoyed seeing – and when you walk in, of course, Scott, you see it's a who's who. Everybody you know, especially in the business community. But the other thing that's so impressive, and, and we're looking at the, the, the digital displays here in the atrium, which is really cool, by the way, that uh, constantly change and update. But the sponsors that, that show that they are committed uh, to the mission of MEC and they want to be part of this – uh, it's a, it's really a, like we said, a who's who. But we have an impressive array of uh, businesses in the state of Mississippi. Something to be proud of. You know, we really do. And it was touched on today during the, uh, during the session that you know a lot of times in Mississippi we have other people that we let tell our story. That's right. Yeah. And we need to be the one telling the story to make sure that they understand. Look, look at these companies. Look at what these companies do. Look at who they employ and what it means for our state and I think we've got to really do a good job of telling that story going forward and not let somebody else do it for us because we've got a lot to be proud of we've got a lot of things that are going in our favor we know we have work to do but that's why we're here that's yeah. what this is all about is get these groups together so they can figure out what is the next thing that we can do in moving our state forward totally agree general uh, how long have you been chair sir uh, took over in June of last year okay yeah. Um, and it's, you know, of course, it's been a rather turbulent time in, in our country with this pandemic that has, has really kind of uh, turned everything upside down. This feels like we're getting back to normal. It, it uh, does. Being in the, in the same room uh, together, and, and, and there's no substitute for that face-to-face -face interaction. No, I mean, you, you can only do so much uh, virtual uh, communication, and, and if, you, if you can't have an opportunity to sit face to face and talk with someone sometimes you lose something in the message yeah you know the, your body language says an awful lot yes, you can say sir. so much with words but your body language says an awful lot and i i think the opportunity for us all to come together today and i and i remarked from, about it from the podium that you know we were all together and for for most of the crowd we were we were maskless you know yeah. so that you could actually see somebody's face as yeah. a, you're more than just their eyes yes sir <laughs> Yeah. So what uh, are the, some of the priorities for the MEC at this point? What are you guys taking on? Well, I mean, workforce, workforce development is at, is at the top of the, of, the, of the pile. I mean, we, we have got to make sure that we are developing, uh, you know, a population that is, that is educated, trained, and skilled to where we have new businesses that are considering, you know, coming to Mississippi. We can produce a, an adequate workforce that they will be able to, to fill their, their, their job positions. That's got to be number one. And it, it's certainly, uh, Scott, I know you're aware of this. When we're <coughs> trying to attract businesses to Mississippi, it's top of the list, isn't it? It is. And, and, you know, it's interesting. You know, two weeks ago, we released our Security Mississippi Future Report, which outlined some of the key areas. And no matter what part of the state we went in, that was the number one issue. Yeah. General Scott, uh, thank you guys for wrapping up the program here today. It's been a fantastic event. We are so proud to be a part of it here on Super Talk, and we'll be talking to you gentlemen soon. Well, listen, thank you. We, we greatly value the partnership. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Kevin. All right, that is a wrap here for Middays from the Mississippi Trademark MEC Capital Day, the Element Well Studios. It's been a great day, and we'll be back in the studio again tomorrow. Will Rhino and I. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.